at SifPop. We're your movie friends. But are friends really friends? If you don't know them, so grab a popcorn and head over to our row so we can chat movies like friends do. There's always room for more movie friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the writer's room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week I'm joined by Sif Pop Writer Alice. Hello, hello. And for the very first time, Sif Pop Writer Patrice. Hello, everybody. We write for SifPop.com, providing you with movie reviews, best ever challenges, and lots of other interesting movie-related articles um, for the website, SifPop.com. Make sure to check out all of that um, to read the articles that are posted. Alice does our monthly one-stop pop articles, um, mm-hmm. which are always um, a personal highlight for me. Um, sometimes It's it's always either one or two reactions, Alice, um, I'll yeah. just say. It's always either, oh, she's talking about something that I love. Yes. Like, like yeah. you'll reference something. It's like, oh, yes, I love that. Thank you. Or it'll be like, oh, that's really intriguing. Like, um, <laughs> let me let I me tell you. Like, well, I have more things to watch and do now. <laughs> so the, I think the very first one-stop hmm. pop you ever did, maybe it was the second ever, you recommended a game called Path of Greed. Yes. I think that was the second one. And yeah, I found it one. on Xbox. And it was like five bucks. So I bought it and I still haven't played it. Uh, <laughs> well, you should. I was like, that's so intriguing. I'm going to do that. And I think it's I think it's good because the only thing my brain connects to it now is, oh, Alice said this was good. And that's yeah. it. I don't yeah. know anything else about it right now. So that's good. Um, it's actually anyway. kind of fitting given what we're talking about today. So you, you, you would be in the right mindset to go and play it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I know it's all still only supposed to take a five hours, five hours to beat. So anyway, yeah, it, it's not long at all. <laughs> and um, Patrice, who has done plenty of reviews for the site, always on the BEC every week, and um, most recently started up Fact on Fiction. And if you're listening to this as it's dropping, um, did a Fact on Fiction on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, like film, but like saga as a whole. So. Those facts on fictions have been actually like really interesting and enlightening. Like it's really fun. Like uh, me and Robert, um, yeah, editing this. Look, it's look. Robert does 90 percent of our jobs together. Um, <laughs> at least most days it feels like it. Some some weeks I feel like I work a lot harder than him, but that's just like when we had the influx of writers. Since I'm like in charge of onboarding them and whatnot. Mm. Um, unofficially, we don't really have like defined roles. <laughs> yeah. um, Anyway, um, Robert definitely does a lot more than me, and but but like I really love like reading the articles and then just being like, oh, that's super interesting. I love that shit. So um, yeah, I was super excited that you guys gave me the opportunity to share documentary nerdy stuff that I love so much. Yes, yeah. there's well, so like, many awesome things out there that aren't new, but they relate to things that are new. So it's really like the favorite part of my month is deciding, you know, asking you guys what movie you think would be interesting because I'm up for anything. Like next month, mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing and Robert threw a suggestion at me. So I'm super stoked about the next one. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Well, and it's also like the fact that, look, there's like 40, 30 writers. It's, it's between 30 and 40 writers for Sif Pop. And so it, it it sometimes feels like we have no original ideas. Um, and then something like that will happen. It's like, how are we not doing anything like that, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, just, uh, it's been a really welcome addition having you Patrice. So welcome to the group. Um, on the podcast today, we're going to play wavelengths and we'll talk a little bit about some stuff in the intro. Um, we will, um, quick tease for a Patreon announcement that's coming. 
after all that. Um, before we um, talk about Clue and Ernest Goes to Camp um, in reverse order. For Fantasy Cast, Patrice suggested that we... For B-Plot, sorry. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. It's Drunk Sif Pop right now. Um, so, at least for me. Um, I don't, Definitely not for Alice, and I don't think so for Patrice. <laughs> no, but, um, no. It's like lunchtime for me. <laughs> look, look. It's, it's the weekend, Alice. Yeah, it, but, it's the week, but it's a Sunday, so I've <laughs> yeah, got to like Sunday morning for her. Look, look, it's the Lord's Day. He turned water into wine for you to enjoy. Yeah. I know this. I have a master's degree in Jesus stuff. So, um, right, of course, of course, that's actually well, a fact. Except I would, not I would not be happy with myself tomorrow when I have to work. <laughs> so, mm, interesting. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> mm. Well, um, for the B-plot, we're going to do a fantasy cast of Clue, <laughs> and we'll wrap up with it. But first, let's get a chance to talk with our writers this week. Uh, Patrice, I apologize. I'm going to put you on the spot here, because it's been a while since I've had to put these in the notes, and so I haven't. But I'm going to ask you the question, two questions, that we ask every single Civ Pop writer their first time on the podcast. Um, the first is, um, what was first of all let, let me ask you um it's gonna be three questions i'm gonna tell you up front and then we're gonna go through them um what when was the f- moment that you decided that you're a movie person what made you take that step to say hey i want to write for sif pop and what is your favorite movie of all time um so let's um dive into the first part when did you realize that movies are kind of your thing movies tv all, pop culture what's stuff? crazy is how very young i was when i realized that i was probably 11 and I had an amazing art teacher that chose some of us to start an animation club and from that moment that I started drawing and making cartoons myself like on cells with a light table I was like oh my gosh movies are the coolest things ever I can't believe people get to do this for a living I can't believe that people make movies with their hands and Mm -hmm. paint and markers like it just blew my mind and then I saw 101 Dalmatians probably not too long after that the original. And that blew my mind even more because at that point I had actually made a cartoon with a plain brown dog and thought, oh my gosh, they put spots on all these dogs. This is the hardest thing I've ever seen. And people are willing, like they could have made it 101 Labrador Retrievers and made that movie a million times easier and it would still have been just as fun. You know, it would have changed one plot detail. You know? It still would have been an hour of dogs barking. They would have changed one thing. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, but they chose to put dots on these dogs. And that just, like, I realized at that point, people that make You know why? Because be Disney will it. go the extra mile except to pay their writers and actors. Exactly. I mean, it's sad, <laughs> but true. I mean, they develop so many techniques. Like, animation just is obviously a passion point for me. <laughs> Because, you know, you look at the ways they just even earlier on with Snow White, using all those levels of, you know, film over film over film. And if you see the pictures from when they were making it, you know, these giant, you know, basically structures they built so that they could have cells a foot apart over each other to have eight layers of depth in a cartoon. And to me, that's just insane the amount of work that went into that and the number of people and the years it took at that point and the fact that they just you know bet everything on people who want to see a feature-length cartoon and mm-hmm. at, like for me like i said i was probably 11 or 12 and i was just like movies are the best thing ever and it just was off after that <laughs> i couldn't get enough and then uh it was pretty cool too because you know, growing up in the 80s, not everyone had a VCR, but we were actually kind of early to the game on that. My parents 
made a point because we had a lot of people in the house. So it's cheaper to get the VCR and suck it up and be able to buy movies than take every one of the movies all the time. So we had box sets of some of the coolest movies of all time. And I still remember like the James Bond VHS box set on the shelf, just looking so cool because all the boxes were exactly the same. You know, the white with the cool James Bond lettering on the side. And then we had the trilogy set of Indiana Jones when that came out. And it was the first time I'd ever seen an actual box set. And just remembering, you know, the sound of those sliding into the box, all that cool mm -hmm. stuff, just, you know, as you get older and appreciate physical media more, like growing up when I did and having it change so many times since I was a kid is kind of cool, but it's, it's just, cool, but it's frustrating. Cause like you build is. a VHS collection <laughs> and you're like, Hey, DVDs are a thing. I had like, an DVDs are great. VHS collection. <laughs> my parents. Yeah. So my parents had a ton of like kids VHSs and then. I th like made the switch to DVD, but like at least with VHS to DVD, there was like combination things that you could buy where you could like put a VHS in and it would burn it to a DVDR, right? Like, right. At least there was that when it went from DVD to Blu-ray, it was so different. And then the Blu-ray life cycle was so like short. I, I don't know. At least to me, it feels like because like DVDs were like first DVD we ever got was Lilo and Stitch, so like two thousand one. Right. Mm. And then Blu-rays were around like 10 years later, like they were just starting. Right. They were competing with HD DVDs. And I know that just unlocked a core memory for half the people listening. But, um, you know, like and then Blu-rays lasted for a while. And I was like, hey, we can do better. And now everybody's <laughs> like, when's the next time? Huh? When is the next time I'm going to have to spend $40 on Goodfellas? So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I feel oh. like Blu-rays, you, you're good. You're good with Blu-rays unless it's something that you absolutely need 4K for. Like, well, and this I'm, is even yeah, tying I, in. We were having an internal conversation in our Slack channel about collecting physical media earlier this week. Yeah. Which devolved I, very quickly. Oh, no, wait. That was the podcast one with Shane. That was the Shane one. Yep. That was the um, Shane is the Dosecki's guy. Shane the most interesting totally guy has in the time world. for things. <laughs> But no, yeah, no, it was like, I, right. Like I agree with you, Alice. Like a, a blue, I will never buy anything less than a Blu-ray unless it's very hard to find a blue. Like I have a DVD of dogma, yeah, yeah. right. And until dogma gets a proper release, I'll keep my DVD and be happy, you know, but yeah, it's like, I'll uh, upgrade my DVDs to Blu-rays, but I'll only upgrade my Blu-rays to 4k. If it's something where I'm like, oh, okay, that's going to look really good on 4k. I'm not going to upgrade like. Or like, it's cheap, because then yeah, it's like, I've, what's, you know, what's the harm? But I'm also I've not certainly running grabbed out a couple, to... like, $10 4Ks from resale shops, you know, of, like... That doesn't exist here. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I've certainly oh, no. grabbed a few $10 4Ks from resale shops that are, like... Like, I got Green Book on 4K for $8 a month ago. And it's like, who needs a 4K of Green Book, you know? Who needs a Blu-ray uh, of Green Book? <laughs> like, I haven't seen it, so I was like, look, I want to try it. Okay, I want to yeah, check it out, enough, you know. Whatever. But, it is technically but, a Best Picture winner, so. It is, right. And I was like, you know own. what? Like, I'm going to try it out. And this The Blu-ray is $4 and the 4K is 8 And, you know, it's whatever, you mm. know. It's it's all, yeah. it's, what is $8? What, well. what is the additional $4, $4 in the grand scheme of things? And then not only that, but, like, you know, uh, like I remember like it was either that year or a similar year, like three billboards came out. And I remember thinking like, I think that was the first movie that it was ever like, that doesn't need a 4K because like it came out and I was like, oh, there's right when I started collecting 4K. And I was like, oh, there's only a Blu-ray, but it's like, who needs a 4K of that movie? <laughs> 
So nobody. Yeah, see, I've been through that like with three different upgrades now. Because with VHS, right. it was like, do I need that on DVD? Like, well, and like, look, is- look, I'm I'm familiar with, but I didn't live through the Laserdisc era and the. It was short lived. <laughs> what is the? What is? It's like CD. I remember CD the something Disney store that being an option and no one ever getting it. <laughs> mm. So. The back when DVDs were first starting, like when when the vaults were opened and you were finally mm-hmm. able to buy a lot of these movies from Disney, you'd mm-hmm. literally go to the Disney store and put your deposit oh down and come back on whatever day it was released and pay the second half of it and you'd get your movie. It was a whole big thing. Like, I mean, there'd be lines to pre-order, but you literally had to go wait in a line. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Patrice. And sorry, I, I don't mean to aid you here. It's all good. <laughs> How, what age... Do you think the Disney vault like just doesn't mean anything to? Because I'm I'm 28 and I totally understand what you're saying. So yeah. I grew up when it was you had to go to the theater because Snow White was being re-released, and that was actually the first movie I remember seeing on the big screen. Sure. So I was probably like 20 before I realized that movie didn't come out in the 80s. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. But I mean, like, look, I, movies would come out as a re-release, and it was a big deal. It was in the newspapers. It was in every magazine. Uh-huh. You see commercials on TV. Christmas was a huge deal because they wanted you in for the holiday weekend, and mm-hmm. it'd be like, "Hey, it's coming out of the vault." And there, there's actually a really interesting documentary on it. <laughs> Shockingly <laughs> enough, <laughs> really. <I> just... <laughs> yeah, um, there's this really great Disney kind of history channel on YouTube called um, Yesterworld. And there's, he breaks it down what the vault meant and which ones were considered classics and which ones were like their other level of classic because they really mm. did have a tiered process to we will never let Pinocchio out unless it's been the five because they used to do it every five years. So a movie mm. had to be out of the theaters for five years before they'd bring it back and you could go to the theater and watch it again. So if I saw Snow White when I was five, I wasn't going to see it again until I was 10. Like, that's yeah. how it worked back then. Well, I remember so, the DVDs coming out, and it was, like, from the vault, from the And it vault. would be a limited right. time. Like, that's so where I'm at, right? Sometimes it was and a it was limited like, amount, and sometimes it, it, it was a limited time. And there was, like, gold edition and platinum oh, yeah. edition and Disney 75 and whatnot, right? Oh, yeah. Like, and I look like it, it took me one day realizing like what is this and like why when I'm watching my copy of Lilo and Stitch are they saying from the Disney Vault because it's and like they changed mm, the special features so yeah. you had to buy it again. Beauty and Barely. The Beast is the best example of that because you'd get just the movie the first time it came out and then the second time you're getting like you know well, Angela Lansbury singing. A I guess song I say I guess I say barely then, because I like I'm thinking Blu-ray eras when I started to buy right so like at that point you know they came out with. Was the, the the diamond collection for Blu-ray, and they're all the same. <laughs> they're as... all the same now. But... Yeah, now, right? Yeah. So that's why, like, like it what was age really, do you think was... Disney Vault means nothing? Like, like Rowan's like Blu-ray twenty. Do you think thing. Rowan knows what the Disney Vault no. is? Oh God, no. no. I mean, well, I reckon. I reckon those <laughs> very pretty DVDs they start. Which can I say? I'm mad. Like, I'm glad that Blu-ray is, you know, obviously better quality quality and everything but like i'm low-key mad that those dvd because they were so pretty with the covers and then when you put them up against oh each other the colors all like so flowed really nice have you guys, and, have you and guys... then i bought a bunch and then i'm like after i'd bought a bunch the blu-rays and then the 4k and i was like well mm-hmm. and then disney plus mm-hmm. and i'm like well right Alice, this is useless I, now <laughs> i'm pretty sure you haven't seen but patrice have you seen disney is doing a hundred year anniversary 4k release of all of their movies on a steelbook 
Yeah, some of them have are. You, don't tell you, me that. That's just no, mean. No, 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 like, no. no. Here's the deal. Like, Let me tell you what they are. They want me to spend money on a hundred year anniversary. Let me tell you what they are. They're re-releases of 4K movies that have already been on 4K. So Moana okay. and yeah. all the Marvel movies. Like I think Iron Man mm. just released right or is releasing this month. Moana and Brave and you know whatever Disney movies. But it's literally just a silver package with a small square window in the middle of the package <laughs> and generic artwork in the middle. Yeah, which they is the generic they are the thing they put on everything most, right now. They're the most unimpressive steel books on the market. Alice, you got to Google these things because I okay, promise you will Google I'm them. Google and you'll it be like, right now. I'm not missing out on anything. Yeah, anniversary yeah. Disney. They, they actually did it with the Lego minifigures this time around too, and it's very frustrating oh, because gross. most of the hundred yeah, years. The hundred, okay, and they're right behind me, so I the can't insides like too much, are really nice. <laughs> the the insides are is, fine, depending. Because, yeah, they put a lot they of make newer the characters and stuff. Why didn't they make the insides the outsides? Because they I think look because really they're cool. Hoping that you buy every single one, and so you'll be happy 100%. with the silver across everything. I'm not no. buying any of those. No, not gross. A one. Okay, I don't feel as bad. Now. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> living where I am, we've got the most Disney adults you're ever going to find, and they're all buying every single one of these every time. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, why you're sure. able to find a lot of the other ones in the, the secondhand stores. <laughs> I'm going to keep going, Disney, because my physical media yeah. collection just got bigger. Thank you very much. I remember I picked up, I had the Lion King on Blu-ray, and I was like, yeah, animation, I don't really care about upgrading Blu-ray to 4K. If I, if it's, if it's, I don't own it, and which one do I want to own, fine. But if it's uh, upgrading the Lion King from Blu-ray to 4K, you know, it's like, who cares, right? But I saw the copy of the Lion King for eight bucks on 4K and I already had a, and I had some store credit. And I was just like, who is getting rid of their copy of the Lion King? <laughs> right. It's like, how are you already getting rid of these just because there's a hundred year edition out? Come on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> this has been a fun. I, we'll get back to physical releases soon. I was going to say, yep. But, right. I know. <laughs> but first, I have to ask you, Patrice, what was that decision that made you? you you're a relatively new writer. I say relatively, meaning like, I want to say like February or March is yeah, when we were right got on. You I think February or March is right around when I uh, decided to. Okay. So, so, so I, what was, <laughs> what's the story behind that? What made you decide, I'm not just going to be a movie person? It's your but fault, let me, actually. Let, is it? Okay. All right. Yeah, this, so... is, this is a first for me. At least I don't. Yeah, I'm, I didn't want I'm to like, tell you I'm until like I was on because I figured, eh. <laughs> So um, I listened to the Sincast and Behind the Sins from the mm-hmm. beginning. So oh, nice. you hosted. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, like, I had been on Sif Pop because Aaron had been, you know, on Behind the Sins and everything. So mm-hmm. I checked out Sif Pop from that. And I listened to, you know, occasional episodes of the main pod. But I liked the writer's room because it was movies I could, I don't. I don't get to see a lot of new releases. I got kids. Mm-hmm. I work, you know, it's hard sure. to get into new releases unless they're streaming. So mm-hmm. it was easier and more accessible for me to follow the writer's room podcast because most of it, you know, you've had like the nerd culture series going on and things like that, where were all movies mm-hmm. I'd seen or wanted to see and could see. So, um, you know, when you went and hosted behind the sins, I remember at one point you just said something about, Hey, if you want to, you know, check out writer's room and write for us or, and I was like, Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I got opinions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that was the very last episode because. Yeah, it was the last one you hosted. And I was like, eh, let me give this a whirl. So I remember when I, when I, um, when I first started that, I was really trying to like 
I knew it was going to be an uphill climb getting like sing club people to be like, hey, yeah, it's not Aaron and Danae and Jonathan every week, right? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And so so I like dropped my letterbox on the Twitter and I remember getting a message like, hey, we'd really prefer no self-promotion. I was like, I I understand. I I won't do it anymore. (laughs) And then on the last episode I had that I hosted, I had Jeremy on and I was like. I'm just going to use this as my like behind beyond the sentence and he can tell me no or like I just he can tell me cut that and come up with something else and I have a backup ready but I just remember being like, look it's my last time I'm not doing this anymore because my contract has ended um, and we're moving on to the next phase and great right but man that was started a year ago wow um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I remember I remember being like look here's I'm just going to drop this hey if you guys made it through here right and you want to <laughs> yeah you're like, hey, you don't have to like know how to write for real. We'll totally be there to yeah. give you some help. And I'm like, so. well, I'm literate, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Actually, that's really that's actually like super encouraging to me because um, I have a I like to think I have a relatively thick skin, but I know a lot of people that say they have a thick skin don't. Um, don't. <laughs> I like to I like to think I have a thick skin and for those first cup like first while I'm behind the sins um it ate at me and not enough that it like kept me restless or anything like that um but there are certainly some comments that I still think about um to this day where it's just like because I'm not Aaron Dicer or Danae yeah, exactly. or John mm-hmm. yeah. Watkins, it was right? well and no one was expecting there to be just some person well, we didn't know you weren't expecting right <laughs> yeah so, like as a listener you knew a new season was coming and we knew it was going to be something different we didn't realize different meant oh everyone's not going to be here every week mm-hmm. so and it look, was I I cherish my time I adore my time that I had with buying the sins it was pretty um, cool though because but... every one of the writers had time to you just spent time with the one writer yeah. so that was actually really fun because you learned a lot about especially like daniel you know no one had right. really talked a whole mm-hmm. lot about like you know we got to learn a lot more about him um it was fun to have ian by himself i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah and and look i like i'm all for breaking formats and i'm all for like and that's why i really love doing this podcast because like i would love if i had the same people on every week but i love the fact that it's a new people every week so mm. no two episodes of the podcast are ever the same you know Sometimes you get unhinged Sif Pop and sometimes you get boring Sif, right? Like boring relative yeah. to Sif Pop, you know? Right. Uh, so anyway, like that means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I, was lo- awesome I loved my like time I said, like, doing I, that. I love that that's the way you ended it because like I said, it just meant, well, you know, let me try this. And then when you guys reached out and said, and then I wrote like the worst thing I've probably ever written in my life was mm-hmm. telling you why a good movie was only good if you stop watching it you know 89 minutes in yeah <laughs> like We're let me tell you why this is... yeah like <laughs> but i felt like if i didn't do something like that it would just be like oh my god i love spielberg movies and it's like no sure. they're, they're they're not all gems lost sure. world has problems yeah, <laughs> but, lost it's good if you t- but if you turn it off when vince vaughn drops the bullets in the helicopter it's a good movie <laughs> that's probably the best version of that movie yeah yeah like Either that or, exclu- or exclusively when the dinosaur gets to New York, you know, whatever <laughs> city it went to, whatever. It's like, yeah, I feel like uh, once he gets to San Francisco, you got to stop because San Francisco. Just, okay. Yeah, they were in San Francisco, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think. Oh, my God. Now I don't Look, know. Patrice, I'm going to be honest oh. with you. I'm going to be honest. with you. It's been too long and my BAC is too high um, for me to know where <laughs> Alice is like, yep. I'm- I haven't seen yep. it. So for, for a reason, <laughs> I have yeah, a problem fine. Fine. and it's called, I watch Jurassic park movies, even when they're horrible on a regular basis. <laughs> 
Yeah. Let's like, not go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah. Real quick, yeah. Patrice, what is your favorite movie of all time? And specifically, what makes that movie the best movie in your opinion? Like, not, maybe not best. What makes that movie your movie? Uh, Bringing Up Baby is a Cary Grant movie that I have mm-hmm. loved for as long as I can remember. I saw mm-hmm. it on Turner Classic Movies when I was a kid. And as a kid, I probably liked it because they're chasing a leopard around town. How cool mm-hmm. is that? Sure. Um, and he's a paleontologist, which is awesome because I yeah, love dinosaurs. Like Ross from Friends. <laughs> I know, mm. but cool. <laughs> you want to hang out with him. <laughs> not Ross, but, but not sure. Ross. No, not Bringing Ross. Bringing a bit, but Cary Grant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love. Uh, you know, the dog like running around the whole time with the, just the ridiculous stuff with the dog digging up the bone. They think he dug up the bone. The leopards getting sw- like everything about that movie and the just the back and forth between every character in that movie. Just I love the it's like his girl Friday with the fast dialogue back and forth. I love all of that. I love the Howard Hawks, like the everything about that era of movies. I just like. I don't know. I could watch Cary Grant anytime and be happy because Arsenic and Old yeah. Lace, Mr. Blanding's Built mm-hmm, His Dream House, mm-hmm. you know, Philadelphia Story. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of those movies have problems now, obviously, looking back. But, you know, they're yeah. still they're basically clean fun that you can have with kids running around in the background. You don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I can't watch this right now. You know, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. again, it's just stuff that I can turn on anytime and feel good. I mean, there's nothing funnier than them being in that jail cell near the end of bringing up baby with the wrong leopard and realizing at that point, there's two leopards. Like <laughs> yeah, that just, I love that stuff. <laughs> it cracks me up <laughs> like every time. Yeah. No, it was a good movie. I, I mean, I watched it not long ago. But, um, I got, that's the only is. movie poster I own. It's behind me. <laughs> Of course, I, I have like the it. French version because Les Impossibles Monsieur Bebe is so much funnier a title than Bringing Up Baby. <laughs> Everything's funnier with French. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like in Clue. Movie titles are the best. <laughs> yeah, like in Clue where she says, oh, wee oui, wee, oui, down the hall. And she's like, no. It's- <laughs> no. Just got a pattern of nose. <laughs> anyway. Um, Alice, it's sorry. It's been a while since I've heard your voice um, in, in full length. So <laughs> here's the deal. We, we came up with an intro question very briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know, like, this isn't necessarily the newest news, but this is the newest news since having an Australian on. Um, what is your reaction to Disney's decision to decide to say, hey, um, we don't care about physical releases in your country anymore? I mean, it's just typical, isn't it? Like, it's just, you know, oh, you're too hard. Not, not dealing with it anymore. I... My theory is that, like, clearly they're doing it because of the shipping costs to get physical media over here. But my mm-hmm. actual theory is because right before this announcement, there had been all these um, articles written about how Disney Plus wasn't profitable and, you know, not enough people were engaging in it. And so now they're like, cool, let's test it with a market we don't care about. And we're not mm. very many people. So I do understand that. Like There are dozens enti- of us. Dozens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The entirety of Australia and New Zealand combined is less than like a city in America. So I do. I get it. Even though it's extremely annoying. Because really? for, yeah, we have 24 million and I think New Zealand has like five. So like, it's, I mean, you know, so less than New York or LA, but like. Yeah, I live in a yeah, city yeah. with ninety thousand people. No, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Less I mean, than like no a way. portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There's not like ten thousand. Patrice, <laughs> what's 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 Orlando-ish area? What's that population? Uh, I know it's yeah. mostly tourists, but it is. Yeah, that's why it's a kind of a hard one because not a lot of people live there. Mm-hmm. Even in Orlando, most people live outside the city. Mm-hmm. Orlando. There you go. 
But yeah, yeah it's um anyway, yeah. it's very disappointing and annoying because I don't think I I don't think we have to worry like immediately. Like I don't think it's going to be like when COVID hit and toilet paper ran out. Um, because I think there's probably such a backlog of films in storage and you know, like so I think I have a few months until they run out. I think they mentioned that Guardians 3 is the last one that's gonna release here. And so, oh. but I can already tell going to my local, you know, shop where I buy Blu-rays and stuff, there's already been quite a a storm on the on the Disney. It's annoying because it's not just Disney. It's Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and Fox. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that's so many mm-hmm. different movies. And now I'm which, having to which be like, Which is also terrible timing. No- they yeah. just announced that Prey is getting a physical release in America. <laughs> yeah, right I know. Saying, Screw you, Australia. <laughs> I know. And it's just so annoying because now I'm like, I have no interest in owning this film. But now I have to, sure. I feel like I need to buy it. Like, for example, I have never owned the Pirates movies because um, I like the first three, which is the correct answer. That's the correct and answer. Then, and then, first yes, two, the other day when sure. I bought a bunch... It was cheaper for me to buy the all five of them than the first three. And I was like, I don't want to own number four and five. <laughs> but I feel like if I don't buy this now, I won't find Curse of the Black Pearl anywhere and it'll be more expensive. So I might as well just buy the five pack. So now I own a five pack and I own dead um you know the, what is it what is the last one no blackbeard's tales. ghost yeah. and dead men tell no tales and now i own those Wait, is it called, is the fourth one called black blackbeard's ghost in is australia it the, no i think maybe i don't That's know a, i don't care no, is that what the fourth one because the fourth one has blackbeard in it but it's called on stranger tides blackbeard's oh, ghost is a yeah. better yeah. title yeah yeah it was a better <laughs> movie yeah, I was going to say, I think I just got confused with the movie. I mean, none of, neither is, of them are good, but... The point is, I just, I don't care about those movies. I'll literally never put them in. I'll never watch mm. them, but mm. I own them now. Anyway, so it's just annoying because now I had to literally go through the, like, so it's called JB Hi-Fi. It's probably the equivalent to, like, Best Buy, where you guys are. Okay. Um, I had to go through their entire catalog of 4K and just be, like, and mark them. And now I have to, like, you know, I could have been buying books and clothes and, you know, food. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, every time I get paid, I'm <laughs> like, I should probably, right. I should probably go buy a bunch. Cause eventually, cause the other really annoying thing is that our region isn't like, it's not like, oh, that's fine. We can just buy from America because the only other country which has the same region as, as us or the other continent is Southern America. So like Mexico and Brazil and all that. So I'd, I'd have to buy from there, which I don't even want to think about the shipping costs. So sure. anyway, it's very well, annoying. <laughs> that, that does suck. One of the things that's very nice is that 4K is region free. So um, Oh, is it? Oh, it okay. 4K discs are completely region free globally. Okay, um, that's good. I had so, no idea. So that's very because good. Because I me own, to know. Um, we'll we'll talk about this a, c- a little bit later in the podcast. Um, like mm. a little bit later, meaning months from now. Um, but Old Boy, yeah, hasn't had a physical release in America in a while. But Arrow Video put out a 4K release of it in Europe. But 4K oh. is region free. Okay, so you can put in any 4K from anywhere. So like that should help. That should definitely help. That means I just have to focus on the Blu-rays, like the things that aren't on 4K. So so for you and Adam and whatever other Australians might be listening out there, look, if you guys need me to buy a 4K (laughs) and mail it to you at cost, I'm happy to do that because I think it's That'd be very kind. It is. is, I think it is total shit that 
Disney yeah. decided that your country isn't worth shipping costs anymore. Right? That's Even what it boils though, down to. Get, all right, get this, because we haven't had a Disney store in our country since like 2002. Like, I think that's, we used to have a Disney okay. store and then it got shut down. But now I've been seeing all these news reports about how they're going to build a Disneyland in Melbourne, where I live. And so I'm like, how does it make sense that there's going to be a Disneyland, but mm. you can't buy Disney properties? Like, mm. how does make it make sense? Well, it makes can make you buy the streaming service. Here's here's the good yeah, news, well, Alice, is that you're not going to want to buy any MCU properties after Guardians Three. You know, I I re- I think I was talking about this. Mm-hmm. Was, it was it was on this podcast or it was something else recently? But like. I've even sold off a couple movies that I bought because I was an MCU completionist. And you know what? I just don't care to watch the Eternals again or <laughs> Captain Marvel or. I like Captain Marvel. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally yeah. okay. But well, here's the thing. It's totally okay. But I'll catch it on Disney Plus if I want to. I don't feel the need to own it anymore. Right. So I have the whole MCU Steelbook collection up to Endgame, except for Captain Marvel. But like, I think after that, I own Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and Guardians 3. And like, I'm not looking to buy, at least physically, right? The physical Steelbooks, you know, I might, I'll pick them up up all on digital because whatever. I don't own Quantumania at all right now, but I'll I'll buy it. I'll buy it when it comes like $5 on 4K or if there's a deep steelbook sale, I'll probably wind up getting rid of the steelbook at some point. But mm-hmm. Anyway, just like I'm done because it's already so much of my collection. Oh, and I have Black Panther, yeah. Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah. Anyway, just, just you and all my other Australian friends, if you need somebody to buy at, co- to buy yeah. and ship at cost, I know it's not cheap, but I'm happy to do it at cost. Um, for I feel any, like re- if, any if I did, I would be like, buy all of these. <laughs> That's okay. Then, but also, I will say this: I, I am planning. I am planning I am a US. <laughs> I am planning a US trip next year. My very Ooh, first. Oscars. So, uh, when is no? It won't be. In, no, it won't be for the Spas. No, 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 it won't mm, be for the Spaskers. I was like, when is the Spaskers? Like, as if I don't follow the Oscars <laughs> every year. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, no, it won't be. It'll be later in the year because just, you know, holiday. Been, well, been if, <laughs> if, money. if perchance part of your trip includes going to Riverside, Iowa, which is where Captain Kirk was born. I live about 45 minutes away from Riverside and I don't know Australia terms of distance. Yeah. 45 minutes is nothing in Iowa. So. I wasn't going to go to Iowa, but I was thinking about visiting Missouri. Because, you know, that's where, like, the other Aaron in that live. So so Missouri and Iowa touch, and I'm, like, 30 okay. minutes north of the Missouri border. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we should organize a catch-up to, like, go I to a movie. absolutely do that. <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll be part of the trip. Aaron um, lives, like, six and a half hours away from me. But yeah. you know what? I would make that trip to see you, Alice. I will be vi- flying like 30. So, <laughs> like, so 30 yeah, hours, it's so. fine. It's the least I can do. Th- yeah, thank you. Thank you. But yes, we'll catch a so rugby in- game. A rugby game. I mean, if I'm in America, it's going to be like <laughs> basketball or like baseball or mm. NFL. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to watch mm. rugby. I can mm. watch that here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. we'll catch we'll catch um we'll catch we'll catch a baseball game in st louis yeah oh see that'd be really good mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. but anyway but mm-hmm. i will be doing that and i feel like i'll be hoarding i'll just be like 4k and then i'll just bring a second suitcase that i'll fill with 4k i'd rather Honestly, just pay 
It'd be cheap not on a it bad in the long idea. Run. Yeah. <laughs> not a bad idea. Right. I'll yeah. take you to all my favorite disc resale shores. Nice. Oh, uh, yes. There was even good. one time I went to Sposkers with um while down at while at Sposkers, I went to a disc resale store and I bought a couple. So, mm. you know, that was fun. Um <laughs> anywho. Um yeah, no, I think it sucks that Disney's doing it to you. I mm-hmm. I'm so glad that 4K is region free. I think that's great. Yes. But unfortunately, it is just gonna suck. Now I wonder if your stores, I can't remember what the name of it is, uh, but you said it was the equivalent of Best Buy. Frankly, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about it's about to be the equivalent of Circuit Circuit City. Um, yeah. you know, just knowing that I don't know if they're a movie store primarily, but like Circuit City was just as big as Best Buy, and then Best Buy kind of went out somehow. I don't know. I like Circuit City. Um, but, uh, you know, if they're going to not have movies to sell, but good news is 4k is region free, so they can buy them from yeah. America or wherever yeah. it's close. Well, I mean, they're still going to have like Warner brothers and universal and Sony. That's also like, true. that's why that's I didn't have to worry about, you know, Spider-Man and well, that. For now. And also <sighs> don't jinx it. Like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> honestly, honestly, here's, here's what scares me, Alice. And I'll make this brief. Cause I know we're 37 minutes into the podcast yeah. and, and have barely, barely <laughs> made it through the intro. I am scared as an American because I like I am scared for you because I am figuring when when does Warner decide to pull as well? When does and not only that, but like not just Australia, but like when are they going to just start sectioning off portions of the world? You know, where it's like, you know, whatever. I'm just and, saying, and, I'm and just not saying only that, but that. when are they going to take that to America to say, you know what? OK, I'm just Screw saying look. you buy Disney Plus or don't see <laughs> Before Blade streaming ever, services you know? were a th- no, you know what? Because before streaming services were a thing, we got nothing down here, literally nothing. And I had to engage in, I had to be a character in One Piece, you know, in order to be able to watch. Did you uh, have to be a character in Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> I did. Yes. Okay. Yes, I had to. I, I, I had don't to know yo- One Piece. So. Oh, okay. Oh, you should. You should you watch will the soon. Like it. I, won't, I won't like it. You won't like me to watch it. Okay, oh, no, but, it's a Netflix series that I'm currently watching for a review. I'm turning the next week. <laughs> so it's we, it's very good. Oh, <laughs> you, you you guys watch series that you review for a week as opposed to binging them all like when they're finished? Because like, well, I have the review for winning time. I haven't started winning time season two. <laughs> I think it depends for me. But um, anyway, the point is, I was one. I was engaging in similar. Um, you know, behaviors like uh, laughing and drinking. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and rum. Where's and all then, the rum gone? And then streaming came about and it became, and but it wasn't just me, like Australia as a whole. It was the only way we could access things. And then streaming came about and now we can access things without engaging in certain behaviors, uh, hypothetically. And mm. if they start doing this and pulling all the shelves, like I can tell you right now, it's just going to become a market for that behavior again. It already Good. kind of is because Good. I don't it's care. Like, like the amount of streaming, the amount of money I spend every month on streaming services is like ridiculous. So I'm just saying if they want to keep doing that and it's all it's going to mean is that people are going to cancel all their subscriptions, but they're still going to watch entertainment. No, nope, they're just not saying. because because Netflix did their experiment in the US and their subscriptions went up. Well, ours so, didn't. Ours know, went uh, down yeah. significantly. They, really? They, nice. they, they've cool. started well, maybe rolling out safe. the password sharing thing, and for the first time ever, subscriptions went down. So <laughs> mm. maybe, look, maybe the lesson I'm learning from all this is I need to move to Australia, get as many 4Ks <laughs> as I can, and just yeah. share passwords with Alice. Um, yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I go. will That's tell you what. Let me propose that to my wife, and yep. um, we'll see what happens. 
It's great. Come um, down under. We have we have free healthcare. Oh shoot! <laughs> and not as many spiders. You know what? I don't even want. need to run it by Abby. I have Crohn's disease. Um, yeah, it's like yep. Alice. Let me tell you, the American market is so screwed. Yes, that I have to pay like twenty thousand dollars per infusion for me to stay healthy every six weeks. Let no. me tell you, Aaron, I had major surgery a couple of years ago and I decided to go the private hospital route, even though I don't have I don't have private health insurance. And this was like inpatient in a private hospital, um, full, full everything. And the amount my money that I spent was three thousand dollars. That's insane. That I'm moving blows tomorrow. My mind. Yeah. Yeah. Do you and need that's bartenders like, that's in like, Australia? I could have yeah. gone I've... public. I could have gone public and then just waited, but I didn't want to wait, so I decided to go private. And so, that's insane. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> look, I I pay twenty thousand. Look, I don't pay twenty thousand dollars every six mm. weeks. I do not have that money. Yeah, insurance pays money, <laughs> and I pay them like a couple hundred bucks every couple times. And like three weeks in, three three times in, I meet my deductible. I don't know what any of that means. All I know is they just stop billing me after a little bit. Anyway, yeah. we should move on. Let's play wavelengths. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the movie part of the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to go first. I'll let you guys pick a number. But uh, if you don't mm-hmm. know the way this works is uh, Alice and Patrice, I'm going to close my eyes. Um, they're going to pick a number silently between one and 10 so that you can play along at home. And then um, I'm going to ask them for a film in each genre and they are going to um, give me a film that they would rate x out of 10 and i'm gonna guess what i think the number is after five guesses so or five um films so i'm gonna close my eyes i'm gonna maybe take a little bit of my gin and tonic and um you guys decide and let me know whenever you have a number that you we have a number we've got a number i didn't even get to drink my gin and tonic okay (laughs) we came prepared well you know what i just took a big gulp so um Give me, uh, let me, let me hear a sci-fi movie that, and, and, and you are allowed to say, you know what? I'll tag along that way. You don't have to give mm-hmm. me 10 full movies. You know, if you agree, mm-hmm. just say, yeah, sure. Give me a sci-fi movie that you would rate this number out of 10. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Give me two it's seconds to look up my question. writings. Sure. <laughs> I thought you were so prepared, Alan. I was, I was we prepared had a number. part of it. Yeah. <laughs> then you were too quick. Okay. I have that. I'm. This is a family friendly podcast. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm. I'm. I'm on that number. Okay. Mm -hmm. Science fiction. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I guess it also depends on what you would categorize as science fiction. So let me find one. My go-to is Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah. But is Star Wars like science fiction or science fantasy? No, science f- fantasy is looped in with science fiction here because I don't have a science fantasy part. Okay. Okay, I have one. All right. All right what do you got? The Matrix Resurrections. Oh, that oh, movie sucks. Good one. Yes, I agree. Oh, gee. Um, <laughs> Matrix 4. Give me a horror movie. A horror movie. Okay. Uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going. Oh, I guess would, would Doom Go. count? Doom. It's like horror-ish. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't. Not Doom. The, doom. 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 Doom counts. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I haven't yeah. seen it, but Doom counts. Doom, yeah. like Denis Villeneuve, Timothy no, no, Chalamet, no. Zendaya baiting. Uh, no, 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 no. That's definitely not. <laughs> doom. D O O M. Uh huh. Yep. Sure. I haven't seen it, but. Oh, oh, I kind of like Scream. Um, it's the worst in the franchise, but it's not bad. 
Um, Let's go comedy. Why not? Other okay. end of the spectrum. Okay. Oh, I have so many to choose from in comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. It's funny because I'm looking at some of my ratings and I'm like, oh, I, I rated that too high. Consider, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. here's one. Mother's Day. What? Is that a movie? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Valentine's Day and New Year's, you know. I've legitimately movies. never heard okay, of this here's movie. Okay, here's a different one. Here's a one mm-hmm. different one. Coming to America. Oh, haven't seen it. Haven't seen either of them, but I understand. Um, I have a third one. The Bubble. Nope, 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 nope. Go. That's okay, nope. No, as long as I know the movie, that's all good. Okay, okay. Um, Just Friends. Oh, that was used oh, last really? week. Really? Yeah. Like that movie. <laughs> I don't dislike the movie. I think I have let's a nostalgia. Do- I have a nostalgia here with that movie. L- let's, let's do an action movie then. Oh, well, one I just saw uh, would have been uh, bloody, what's it called? Um, I can't even remember what it's called. I just saw it. Gran Turismo. Oh. oh no, but is is what I wrote different to what... Because no, I was thinking I guess, from a No, here's the deal. That's new enough that I remember the Sif Pop article for it. I know that your opinion doesn't seem to match the general consensus. Mm. But I know... Ooh, see, here's the thing, though. At Sif Pop, we recently changed the rating scale to instead yeah, of out of yes, 10. Yes, it's no longer numbered. So I know that you said didn't like it, which means that on Letterboxd, it's a 2 out of 5. But that doesn't mean that you rated it a 2 out of 5. Correct. Interesting. Okay. What you got? Uh, Tomb Raider. Which one? Oh, that's a good Angelina one. Angelina Jolie. That's the first a good one? one. The first yeah. one. Okay, that's I haven't a, seen either of those, but I like the Alicia Viking. Okay, uh, that just leaves drama left. Drama. I know it's broad, but rom com mm. is too specific. For I mean, I have most of the writers, but I mean, um, you, yeah. Mm. There's like. I didn't intend it this way, but like you know, we are predominantly male staff, and so I put two of the females together. I promise I didn't intend it that way. Sorry, right. we still have May and um, Chantal later, but yeah, um, oh, Kristen will be missing out this time because she's getting married. Okay, I have one. So. Uh, downsizing, if it counts. Oh, um, sure, it counts. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but I know, like, I know of it, and I know the general reaction and mm-hmm. enough. I'm gonna go with. Jeez, uh, that shouldn't be so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. so sorry. Uh-huh. I feel like dramas are either like, like dra- yeah, yeah, I feel like it's hard to find a drama it's on hard this to, level. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh my god, okay. my brain is not working on this. Uh, the second Down Nabby movie. A new era. All right. All right. All right. I haven't seen. So here's the deal. You guys picked a lot of movies that I managed to not see. I've seen Scream 3 <laughs> and um, Matrix. Uh, uh, How about it's another? Been... I'll throw in a romance nope, for you. Nope. 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 No? Okay. I it's think we're between a one. two and a four, but the fact that Alice picked Doom, there's no way it can be a four. So I'm really going down to two and three. I'm glad that you guys feel the same way about Matrix Resurrections. Um, is it a two? I'm going to go get two. Final answer. No. 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 It's the most off you've been yet, actually. Is it? <laughs> yeah. All right. You're usually pretty close. But... I'm pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I'm pretty sober when I record this, but yeah. not today. <laughs> that may have helped. <laughs> <clears throat> what we got? What, what's the number? What did I miss? We picked a Five? Five? <laughs> I know. Oh, I did. Look, I do have look, to here's say. The I feel deal. like. I feel like. Matrix here's the deal. Audience that is playing lower. along with me. If yeah. you're sober, 
Are you also wrong? Um, <laughs> there is something Angelina like, Jolie's really? Tomb Raider is a yeah. five out of ten. You know what? Uh, I get that right, purely like, for the I nostalgia like, hit. Yeah, like I feel like okay. when I watched it the okay. first time, of course I thought it was better. Okay, okay. But sure, watching sure. it now, I'm like, I can't believe I thought this was as great as it was. Alice, <laughs> you really think that Doom is a five out of ten? I think that movie, if you are drunk and <laughs> you are with friends, is a lot of fun. So, well, I've got one of the two working for me right now. Well, yeah, right now, like, but as soon as I we end this say, call, I've only got one of the two working for me. <laughs> there are definitely some films that I've rated as five here where I'm like, oh, that's too high. Like Matrix Resurrections is definitely right, one that's right. too high. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I think I was being nice. Real, real quick, does anybody have a uh, want a chance for this or do we want to move on? Mm, I don't mind wait, guessing, wait. but I feel like I can't yeah. come up with I'm like, I can't come up with movies again with numbers. It's breaking yeah, my no, brain. I'm asking if you would like to be the guesser. I want to give everybody a chance. Uh, I'll guess if yeah. you guys want to come on. Go for it. <laughs> Maybe. Go for it. <laughs> All right, Alice, let's start with you. Um, pick a, pick a, pick a, well, hold on. You close your eyes, look away from the camera. Patrice and I are going to yeah. decide. Right. Looking away. No, Patrice, not you. Yeah, Alice wait. and I. I was no, like, wait, a- wrong way. <laughs> No, no, Alice is is going to be the guesser. Patrice, you... Oh, you're guessing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be so Wait, confusing for maybe people. I only have one drink, I swear. Patrice said she can't come up with the other movies. Patrice, you look away. Me and Aaron will come up <laughs> okay, with the Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, Alice, I'm thinking this number. Oh, really? Okay. I'm thinking that number. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right, Patrice, we're ready for you. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, would you like a drama, sci-fi, comedy, horror, or action film? Let's go drama first. <sighs> you had to. Okay. Okay. I should pull up Letterbox. I'm going to go I with, like, romance like drama. Right Does that? Yep. Is that okay? Yep. 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 I'm going to go with Fifty Shades. <laughs> Amazing. I am going to go with... Let me sort my letterbox list by my ratings. Haha. Oh, I should have done vice versa. Um, let's go with... Oh, Gemini Man. No, that's Ooh. not drama. <laughs> it's a drama. It's a drama. It's, a, it's got drama elements. It's okay, fine. Okay, sure. Close enough. It's kind I of saying were, a lot about what you guys we're... guessed for their number. I legitimately <laughs> forgot we were drama-oriented for a minute. I was just thinking any movie with this rating. So, you know what? All right, Jimmy anyway, Man anyway, is. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me change my answer to um, Adam Sandler's bedtime stories. That's not a drama either. It's, it's not, not a comedy. That's true. <laughs> let, and let me throw Gemini as my official action pick. Okay. Well, then for action, you can have extraction. Oh, that's totally <sighs> fair. Yeah. I have it rated differently than you, but. I tend to be naive. <laughs> I am getting more confused because of the extraction, quite honestly. Good. <laughs> Good. That's what we're I, going I thought for. I had an idea of where we were going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But now I'm uh-huh. right back to not. <laughs> Even though bedtime stories just, I'm going to keep having to go back to that as yep, bedtime my barometer stories. for what That's number we're going with here. That's your key. Okay, let's go comedy. <laughs> comedy. Oh, this man. Is... Oh man! Meet okay. Dave. Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Shut up, Scotch. My dogs agreed. <laughs> um, tell you what, I think. Let me preface this by no, never mind, no preface. Um, I'm gonna say thirty minutes or less. Alice gave me a thumbs I, up. I do not know that movie at all. <laughs> oh really? Oh no. Oh, I will tell you later. What you? Yep. 
but from the sounds of it, I'm not missing much. <laughs> so, um, what are we with? Horror next? Horror? Oh, horror. horror. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What have we got? Let's go with... Which oh, might not you help me what? a whole lot anyway, because I don't watch horror, like, at all. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to go half horror anyway. Uh, snakes on a Plane. Oh, oh, that's a good one. You could that's just double down, one. Alice. You could just say, yeah, I agree with that. That's fine. I'm going to say The Predator. <laughs> oh yeah yeah no that's that's a good that's it yep that's it that's a good complimentary <sighs> what are we missing oh sci-fi um yep oh, sci-fi i've and got then, this one the it? flash sci <laughs> mm, oh do you guys remember a movie that came out in 2002 three directed by john woo starring ben affleck called paycheck oh, yeah i do Deadly, yes <laughs> yeah paycheck there were so many movies around that time with Ben Affleck that I was about to say, oh God, he's about to say. Yeah, so true. many yep. movies I should never have watched. Yeah. We'll go with Paycheck. Uh, What's your guess, okay. Patrice? Well, I'm feeling it's on the low side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> as mm-hmm. much fun as I have watching Snakes on a Plane. Not an mm-hmm. objectively good movie. Ooh, um, yep. Yep. That's a good wrinkle. And Bedtime Stories and Gemini, man. <laughs> it just make me think we're on the... Like in a three-ish area. Um, trying to think what else we're looking at. Didn't see the flash, but by all accounts, I'm not missing all that much. Yeah, you're fine. It's on yeah. HBO Max right now, and even yeah, it not, just popped I'm up, and I'm not I still saying haven't, you should watch it, and I still haven't clicked to start it. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm sticking with three. We had five. Really. <laughs> We tricked you. We tricked Holy you. Tricked you. Look, wow. here's the thing. I think Snakes on a Plane is equally fun as it is dumb. Right? I, yeah. Like, yeah, I well, really I was think thinking that's where Snakes a lot on a Plane films, is like a... <laughs> I think that's where a lot of these films kind of land. It's yeah. like, it's so yeah. stupid, but and if look, you're in look, the right the mood... You should yeah. absolutely watch 30 Minutes or Less. You should just mm. not expect anything from it. You should just expect, like, the most middle-of-the-road comedy you've ever seen. And you know what? You're going to like it. And if you've looked at my letterbox, you can tell that's kind of my sweet spot for everything I watch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of okay. 30 Minutes or Less is <laughs> the perfect like 80-minute comedy starring a 2010 Jesse Eisenberg as an Aziz Ansari, which is a comedy based off of a real-life tragedy. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. The movie itself is fine. When you when you read the when you hear the real story, you're like, oh shoot, that's messed up. Why did they make yep. a comedy about this? It's like the greatest showman of co- comedies. Uh, right, like. No, legitimately, right? Because like all right, so like the story is Jesse Eisenberg's a pizza guy who then um what's his name? Danny McBride like straps mm. a bomb to him oh, and is like I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this story. Yeah. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. they made a comedy out of that? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, no, the real story is oh, is similar, tragic. right? Except except there's a wrinkle in it because in the real story the guy was in on it all. But yeah, no, like strap a bomb to wow. a pizza guy and says go rob a bank yeah. and bring us the money or we're going to blow uh, you up and That was It doesn't wow. end well in real life. No. Watch watch Evil not. Geniuses on Netflix if you're curious for the real story. Watch 30 but, minutes or less if you can't mm-hmm. handle it. Oof. Wow. But I kind of like the movie. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Alice, um, um, look away and Patrice and I are going to decide okay. on the number. All right, Patrice, um, tell me what number you're thinking of. <laughs> I, I I respect that. <laughs> yeah. But let me just but, counter with this. I mean, I guess we could go that way. Okay. Um, I think that's right. Okay. It feels right. It feels right. Um, Alice. Okay. We're I think we're ready. I I think we're are we ready? Okay. Yeah, we're good. 
Okay. Let's go. Let's go with action first. X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, oh my jeez. <laughs> I want to say same because I was trying to think of a Marvel movie since we okay. hadn't really talked about uh-huh. any. Uh-huh. Okay. But- oh dear. All right. Let's go. Let's go drama. Let's see. Pitch Perfect Two. <laughs> oh. Okay. It, it's enough. Yep. Sure. Um, oh, better pick for that. <laughs> oh, that's more action. Mm. Oh, that's okay. If it's got drama elements, I'll still pick it up. I'm going Rampage. Oh my mm, god. Okay. Uh, sci-fi. I say let's say sci-fi or fantasy. Let's just combine the two, shall we? Um. Um. Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar <gasps> Children. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, I'm going Fantastic Beasts. Oh. Which one? First Which one. one. Okay. First one. Okay. I thought about I thought about one of those for my answer. Interesting. Interesting. I knew Alice would hate me though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then comedy. Oh man, I so badly want to say this, but I know it's you know what? Let's say this. Um, she's the man starring Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum. Ooh, okay. Uh, Dragnet, the Tom Hanks, Dan Aykroyd. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, my dogs did not like that dance. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. okay. I'm going to shall, I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do. Yeah. Let's do a romance, comedy or drama or otherwise. Okay. Um. The proposal. Oh, um, Don John. <laughs> this is so interesting. Okay, I think I have enough. I'm gonna go with my gut, and I'm gonna yeah. say six. You're really close. You're so close. You went with five again. You went five again. <laughs> see, here's the. See, Pat- Patrice suggested a five, and I'm like, it's too obvious if we just go five again. So I need to give a verbal cue. So I just held up five again. And I'm like, I think we go here, right? Like. And I was afraid that was going to give it away because I suggested yeah. five less. Anyway, we went with five again. And look, let me just say, I really like She's the Man. But in terms yeah. of like... Yeah, it's, it's not amazing. Like, no, it's, right. no, it's, 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 watching a, it's it a middle down the road. It's one of those movies where you're good. like, when you watch it at the right age, you're like, this is amazing. And then you watch it as mm-hmm. an adult and you're like, oh. Uh. <laughs> it's got the its moments. The is so good though. I love it. It's got its puzzle. moments. Either, it's you know, and cute. <laughs> And I've watched it more X- than once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised look, Wolverine's look, on here. <laughs> look, it's 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 got a lot of merit to it, mostly in that first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. those first 20 minutes are enough to merit at least two stars. So Honestly, yeah. Honestly, I'd say like Fantastic Beasts and Rampage is what made me be like, but those aren't good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, look, look, I put, I put Fantastic Beasts. And I have Beasts enough fun three. watching them. Yeah, fair enough. I actually really like Fantastic Beasts, Where to Find Them. I have I like Secrets the first of Dumbledore. One. I almost put them. Secrets of Dumbledore is not a five. That's like a no, one. No. So that's why I was like, no. Look, look that's <laughs> fine. As, as a not Harry Potter stand, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, should we get on to the movies? We we should. Um, you know what? But before we do that, <laughs> you, know, you know what? Before we do that, before we do that, real quick. Yes. I have a random question for you. It's totally not pop culture related, but I thought about this on the way home from work tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious. I'm going to answer first because okay. I have an answer. What kind of drunk are you? Now, look, if you don't drink, that's a-okay. Nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I am a very complimentary drunk. So if you're hanging out with me and we are drinking, 
I'm going to let you know how good of a friend you are. I'm going to let you know how much I appreciate you. And I'm going to love you forever. Right? Like I am the kind of person that is so insecure about the way that I am acting, that I am apologizing for the way that I am behaving and saying, look, I really appreciate that you are willing to put up with me right now. I'm absolutely a complimentary drunk. And that probably unlocked a whole new dimension, Aaron. You're like, I couldn't quite figure him out. I get it now. I get it. Yeah. So on a random Saturday night that you don't have to record a podcast (laughs) or you care enough to not have a couple of drinks before, what kind of drunk are you? I don't drink all that much, but the few times a year that I might start drinking enough, I'm like preoccupied with, did I drink too much? Am I going to be sick in the morning? Yes. Yes. I'm the one that's like, I think I should probably stop now because I don't want to have a headache tomorrow. Oh my God. Do I have to take care of kids tomorrow? Do I have to be at work tomorrow? Like I am like paranoid drunk Uh uh about how Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel. Look, here's the deal. I've (laughs) been in that situation, even though I've never had a hangover before in my life. Cause if I drink too much the night before, look, there's no like borderline, right? I'm either going to drink just enough to go to bed. Great for the night or, or Mm. great enough that I'm going to throw up before I go to bed and then sleep great. And then wake up being like, I threw up all the alcohol. Um, so yeah, I, I usually get just get sleepy, spot. but in between getting sleepy, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, am I going to mm-hmm. have a headache tomorrow? I should take some time. I should mm-hmm. drink some more water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get overly mm-hmm. paranoid that I'm going to have it. a headache I, in the morning. I get it. Look, I get it. Alice. I'm a drunk that's convinced they're not drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I spend a lot of the time being like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But I say like 15 times. And then uh-huh. I am so, uh-huh. but also there's a part of me that when I'm drunk, I, there's a part of me that remains sober and is like almost watching the drunk me do this. Yes. And sometimes yes. I've woken up to notes from the sober part of my brain, <laughs> writing to my drunk part of my brain being like, shut up. What are you Allison, doing? Stop. Alice, let me tell you. Have let you me tell text you. Have you yourself I'm right drunk there, before right to remember there, things? Right there right now. <laughs> Not I'm just like in my notes there. there. Yeah. yeah, I'm like sitting there and I'm like, guys, I'm sober enough to record a podcast. Yeah, yeah but like, but like, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Look, I know it's what the people want. Yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's. Let's finally truth. move on into talking about some more movies. Um, Let's do it. But first, real quick, you got a chance to hear some thoughts from Patrice and Alice. Um, if you are interested in hearing more from them, where can they find you, um, Patrice? Let's start with you since you're new. I am Tealy Fox Talks on Serialized Letterboxd and Twitter. Twitter. Nice. Um, I mostly just use it to troll you guys, but, you know, every once in a while I have my own opinion. I appreciate a a troll that is um, not mean, so I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, I try never to be mean because that's just horrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Alice, what about you? Uh, You can find me at Ali G Mick, A-L-I-M. Uh, L- Ugh, I can't. Oh my god! And I'm the one that's not drinking. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, at Ali G Mick, uh, A L I G M I C H on Instagram and Letterboxd, where mm-hmm. I my Letterboxd reviews are often like, "What is the first thing that comes to my head when I think of this movie?" So that's the best kind of Letterboxd reviews. <laughs> I, yeah. I will say, I remember I was watching Extraction 2, I think, and I was just yeah. reading all the Letterboxd reviews, yeah. and they made me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing. Um, there you go. Um, real quick, uh, a Patreon shout-out. 
and update. Um, here's what I've decided to do with Patreon because here because Patreon hasn't quite gone the way that I thought it would, and that's mm-hmm. fine, right? Growing pains. Um, here's what I've decided to do: instead of making multiple paid tiers, um, I've decided to take everything and make it public. Um, however, I'm still gonna have a couple of paid tiers. So. Um, just as a chance to make some money. So here's the deal. If you, if Tuesday is better to listen to these episodes than Wednesday, I'll have every episode up Tuesday ish. Sometimes we record on Tuesdays in that case. It's difficult. I'm going to make Patreon, um, public feed free early access. So just go to patreon.com slash the pop WR and you can check out every episode, including the, the review roundups a day early. Um, so you can check out those. The review roundups on Fridays, the regular episodes on Tuesdays. Sometimes if we record early, like right now we're recording on Saturday, there's a good chance I get it done on Monday and I just throw it up, right? So it'll be just free in your public feed. And you can even copy your feed and post it into Google Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you listen to, right? I've also added um, two different tiers. So I've taken away two of the tiers. And um, there's a tier of $3 a month called Just Because. You don't get anything extra, but you just decide, hey, um, $3 a month is fine. I'll, I'll throw that this way. And then there's Just Because Plus for $5 a month because every good um, subscription service has a plus at the end of the name. It's it's the same thing, but $5 a month. Um, and then I, I thought it was really funny making that. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, and, and I'm keeping the all access tier at $10 a month, meaning that when I see new releases of TV, um, movies, if I get around to a new release video game, um, that you will get to hear my thoughts on those in real time. Uh, so for example, like I saw the flash opening weekend and then I talked about the flash a day or two after I saw it. So, um, that's the new Patreon tiers. Um, I'm mostly just trying to be like, look, it's, I'm trying to to put this out there so if you um you can go and check it out for free you can go check it out for three dollars a month you can go check it out for five dollars a month or you can go check it out for ten dollars a month all of them will give you your early access and then the ten dollars will give you um extra access so i also figured by making it all public it's not me saying like hey give me money you know because i'm not in this Mm. for the money um but you know like i'm just uh you know, if if a, if a little bit of money comes up to pay for the editing software, you're not going to be mad about it. <laughs> I won't be mad. No. So just those are going to be the new tiers. Check out patreon.com slash WR if you're interested in joining. Uh, and if you're not, totally cool. I get it. Right. Um, so there you are. Alice and Patrice, you are the first two people to ever hear that. Woo. So, that's yeah. very exciting. Let's go to the SIF topic. Uh, we're talking about Ernest Goes to Camp. Real quick, clue more than this movie, but we're spoiling both of these movies in the full. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's just worth saying up front. If you haven't seen these movies and you're you're really one of those zero frames people, now's your time an hour and ten minutes in to hop If on. you've been really um, wanting to watch Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah, if you've been so <laughs> excited to check out years. Ernest Goes to Camp, yep, then, uh, then, then, then now's your time to hop off. Um, real quick. The IMDb synopsis for this mm-hmm. is Ernest, a lovable loser who works as a summer camp handyman and dreams of becoming a guidance counselor, must find a way to inspire a group of juvenile delinquents as well as stop a, stri- a shady strip mining company from closing. The- this is um, directed and co-written by John R. Cherry III and notoriously starring Jim Varney as Ernest P. Worrell, who is the titular character Ernest in a multitude of movies in this 80s and 90s run this is the third out outing of this character um 
real quick, I want to know what is your history with this movie? I'm going to start off by saying, um, I think I've seen this movie. No, I don't I don't think I've ever seen this one, but I think we owned it at one point because my family was a buy and out rent family. I think I saw goes to jail. I couldn't tell you a thing about goes to jail. I think scared stupid was earned scared stupid was a staple in our household. Uh, and so that one I have some fun memories of, but ultimately my Jim Varney um, history is predominantly with him as the voice of Slinky Dog in Toy Story 1 and 2. And yep. um, the beloved and- classic in my mind, Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. So, um, yep, uh, I said it. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's kind of my history. I don't think I've ever seen this one. I do recognize the cover art and I am semi-familiar with the character. Alice, I am so curious. What is your history? Like, I don't think you can call it a history. <laughs> like, is, I had you literally never heard of this series amazing. of movies. Amazing. This must be an American thing. This everything about be. this Very. screams <laughs> American. Now, having watched it, I still think it's got to be an American thing. It's got to be. It just has to be. First of all, so I-, I don't know. <laughs> You guys have this fascination with camps that we just do not have here. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we don't really have like we have like I, uh, at, I at low schools. key thought about doing a favorite summer camp movie. Um, I mean, I've seen movies Challenge, about which it would be which it would be heavyweights, heavyweights. at the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I then, mean, I and I, then probably Wet Hot American Summer and maybe Agent Cody Banks two. The Parent, parent Trap. trap. Hello. Yep, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that trap. would be number three for but, sure. But like, that's what I mean. I've seen movies with camps in it, but we, uh-huh. the camps we have here are very much like if you're at school, sometimes like the year will go away, um, uh-huh. you know, a few times in your life. But we don't have uh-huh. like, you go to choir camp and Bible camp and just general camp and like we don't, theater camp, like we don't have that. <laughs> so like, I didn't grow up a camp kid. Yeah, well, neither did I. I and you'd think I've in spent, Australia you would have. But- I've spent multiple weeks at camp. Camps, but it's only been as an adult. I never grew up. Uh, look, I did some as like a fourth grade and under for like a weekend, you know. Mm. And even then, the camp that I went to was like a still had cell service kind of camp, you know, yeah. electricity and whatnot. You know, not like a not like camps primarily depicted in these, you know, this and what Hot American Summer and Heavyweights yeah. and whatnot. You know, so Which yeah, I had like the greatest movie of all time. So yeah, I had literally no history, and then. I had such a difficult time finding this movie because it's not on any streaming service. It's not. I you know couldn't what? even buy it for cheap. Like I'd have, <laughs> I would have had to get it shipped from like you know America. What, Alice, you know, you know that I'm. I-, I hope people know that I am not a condoning of channeling your inner Jack Sparrow. However, <laughs> I do believe that all art form deserves to be accessed, regardless of its contents. Yeah. Um, so, so when it is not available, or when it is not available in a great um, setting, I totally condone channeling your inner Jack Sparrow. Well, there might have it's been a little it, bit of that because otherwise, I was going to come on another one of these podcasts with you, where it's like <laughs> these are the two movies you have to watch, and then I hadn't seen one of them, and I was not no. letting that happen again. So, <laughs> I Good have. For you. Seen I'm it. proud of you. I'm and proud now, of you. and and I'm glad I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Patrice, real quick, what is your history with the Ernest character and specifically Ernest Goes to Camp? So I actually remember watching him when he was on local TV commercials because the whole persona was developed 
to do local TV ads for things. I clearly remember the mellow yellow one. He was always, it was actually for Sprite, but I remember the mellow yellow part of it more just because of the cans and stuff. But it was just this persona that they started using for um, like more local TV kind of ads, like uh, an amusement park was opening and they had no footage of the park. So they used the Ernest character being super excited about the park opening, telling his neighbor Vern about it as a way to advertise this park. So that's how it all started. And then people just liked him because kids my age were like, oh, this guy's like, you know, ridiculous. He's like a cartoon come to life. You know, Uh the way he talks, the way he dresses, the know what I mean and the ew, like all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the stuff from the commercials end up being the bits that you see in the movie. Like all the things that like all the just the little gags, especially the first 10 minutes is like they just cut all the gags from the commercials into one big super cut. And that's the first 10 minutes of this movie. So Patrice, uh, <laughs> I'm going to apologize because we are not terribly far off. In sh- I mean, we're not close, like, right. We're not but I'm going to make you close, feel, but I'm going to make you feel old. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I, I have like, these movies were like gone. I was born in 95. So like, mm, yeah, they weren't they, even like, showing on TV again by then. <laughs> no, like, no, yeah. like I had, I, I was the youngest of four with a seven year age gap between me and the oldest. And my specifically dad, like is, is a little bit more like older mindset. So like, you know, like he grew up on like the original three stooges, uh, which amazing, right? Like three stooges is incredible. Um, But so, so anything similar, he would like to get his hands on. And so he, he loved this kind of stuff. Uh, Yeah. This was my loves. He's still (laughs) alive for the record. (laughs) Um, now he also yeah. loves his godfather and whatnot, but he, <laughs> you know, and he loves his super predictable Westerns and whatnot, but yeah, mm. no, he, he really enjoyed, especially when he had young kids in the house, these slapsticky, dumb movies. Um, so, yep. so we had a VHS of this and it was my middle brother's favorite movie, which then became everyone's favorite movie, or at least the most sure. tolerated sure. movie as they do when the youngest kid gets to take over the TV. So we watched it sure. a lot growing up. Just because I it was say, everyone could watch and everyone enjoyed. I think we watched Ernest Scared Stupid a good amount oh, yeah. as, a, as kids in my high school, uh, as kids in, in growing up. I don't know that we watched any of the other ones. Again, maybe goes to jail once. I've literally never seen any of them. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I didn't was know this was a thing. One. Yeah, well, I know. So curious, yeah. Alex, because like, like here's the deal: you go to any of these IMDb, IMDb or Letterbox pages, and they're all very bad reviewed. Yeah, and and they're all like six months apart, and there's like seventeen of them in three years. You know, like yeah. right. And, and again, I, know, I was I know, able to the, find the two every yeah. other one. I was able to find every yeah, other true. one so easily, except for this one. And I was like, why? Which now, very considering now, the here's the deal. <laughs> I am so curious, Alice. What did you think about this movie? Did you like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay? It was. I'm sorry, Patrice. It was so stupid. <laughs> Um, and which is an very... understandable response, having only seen it as an adult. <laughs> yeah, mildly yep. disturbing. <laughs> so I've got to go with I didn't like it. I don't think I can say I hate it because I think I was just so perplexed for the entire mm-hmm. ninety minutes. But I I didn't like it. Now, <laughs> I don't here's think the I'll real question. It here's the real question, Alice. Okay. Have you seen Heavyweights? No. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. That's why yeah. I picked this, knowing that Aaron yeah. loves heavyweights. I, thought, I love you know, heavyweights. I feel like he should see this movie just yeah. once. Oh, yeah. I, love <laughs> I know about heavyweights, so I understand. Uh-huh. That makes sense. 
Um, Patrice, since uh, you picked this movie, you did this sorry, to I'm us. A, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, which, by the way, I have the list pulled up here. Patrice, um, your first pick was 101 Dalmatians. Your oh, second pick was Ernest Goes to Camp, and your third pick was Westworld. And the only oh. thing I could like, look, I know we had to pick off that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. And I'm so glad I got this one. I you really wanted to pick because because somebody already picked Westworld. I really wanted to make it work, but I but I couldn't. I couldn't. So here we go. Um, Ernest Goes to Camp. What do you think about this movie? Do you like it? Love it? Hate it? Dislike it? Or think it's just okay? I actually only like it at this point. As a child, I loved it. As an adult, I can't more than like it. And I know that nostalgia is screaming that out at me. But uh-huh. it's harmless fun. It's just, I like spending time with Jim Varney because he was just so fun to watch. Like he acts with his entire face and his entire body. And mm. it's just, I love the dorky little like gags and stuff. It felt very, okay, I know it's a kind of weird parallel but it felt kind of swiss family robinson you got that whole end thing Mm -hmm. where you're prepping Mm -hmm. to go against the bad guy in ridiculous ways you know setting all your you know getting all your stuff ready like i love that kind of thing especially because you see a little bit you know what's you know you know there's going to be turtles right that they're about to do something with turtles (laughs) you don't know what you know you see them putting all these turtles in a rowboat and you're like what's going on here Mm -hmm. i was like what's turtle fish (laughs) (laughs) like i love all that where you're getting little glimpses of what's going on even when they were building the tent and things like that you get all the little glimpses of things and then you see the payoff and i like you know it's like i said it's just nostalgia for me obviously and i still can enjoy it watching it with my family it's something that we still quote like anytime we're making scrambled eggs we're making eggs erroneous quotes Mm. about you know you'll put salsa in eggs and it's like that was the missing ingredient in eggs erroneous and just the fact that they mm. called the eggs erroneous is ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know, um, I'd say that's probably the least ridiculous thing about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is considering they wanted to put modeling clay in it and it still yeah, is yeah, the least ridiculous yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> but Therese, this, um, this pick would have been perfect for the nostalgia category when we still had it going. Um, now we just kind of lumped them with a lot of different things. Um, because I do think this is one movie that you have nostalgia goggles on because I'm with Alice. I don't know that I can quite say I hate it, but I really didn't enjoy my time with it. Uh, let me tell you the context of when I was watching this movie. I think it bears importance. Um, I don't know how much though, because I, um, wow, we're into Sunday now. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, I was watching this movie last night after a shift at work. Knowing that I had to watch both of these movies before my shift at work the next day <laughs> and knowing that my wife did not want to watch this one with me and was even kind of iffy on Clue. So it was like, <laughs> but she was going to be around the next day and she went to bed and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. It's an hour and a half. I can get through mm-hmm. it. And then I think I fell asleep five times in this movie and didn't care every time I woke up. Um, so like, I had the and- exact same thing happen to me, but then Amazing. every time I kept waking, because to be fair, when I watched you, it, you kept waking up and you got mad that you were still watching this movie. <laughs> no, because still what on. happened was, because what happened was, I got home from like dinner and I'd had some wines, and it was like you know a Friday night, and so I was like, all right, well, yeah. ha- hour and a half, easy, easy, it's yeah, ten, easy, right, no problem, easy, no problem. I, 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 I just could immediately. Not- <laughs> But then I kept waking up and then seeing all these like extremely problematic yep, things yep, on my yep, screen yep. and being yep. like, made even look. more problematic when you find out that Iron Eyes Cody is actually Italian in real life. Yeah, was, yeah. Like that, 
that's why as an adult i can't even pretend like anything over like it even though as a kid it oh was boy. like oh this is so cool like you know ernest learned how to speak another language and he's doing sign language and like as a kid that was super cool as an adult i'm like oh my god he's moving his look, hands look, i don't look, know if look, that's look, sign look. language this it wasn't movie, oh it actually this movie isn't, was, but, this yeah, movie was yeah. made in 1987 and it has yeah. not aged well probably <laughs> even if you were to watch it in 1995 you'd be like hey that hasn't aged well right yeah all that right art art from artist right we don't we don't do that here at Sif pop right art separated from artist this is still a bad movie yeah um and and it's it's not quite to the point where it's so bad it's so good let me tell you the exact moment that i was out of this movie it's the intro scene where there's the kids on the school bus coming into camp and Ernest is so like joyful and he puts his hand into the windows. Yeah. And he's like, you remember me from last summer? And they're like, I'm going to slam the window on your fingers. Yeah. And first of yeah. all, like if you've ever been a school bus, you know that those windows have two locking positions, completely shut and completely open. Anything in between is yeah, free smashed. to move. <laughs> Anything in between is free to move. So Ernest with his fingers stuck in there being like, oh, 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 oh. It's like, just lift slightly up. They're like, 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 and look, I I knew, I knew that was the movie that I was getting into. And so I was like, all right, put my dumb goggles on. We're going into a, like, we're getting into, we're getting into heavyweights territory. I feel like I'm never going to be able to apologize enough to you guys for making We're going to get into wet, hot American summer territory or anything. Like we're, we're going there, right? It was very much the way a lot of movies at the time were like you got all this like the second chance Mm. kids just calling them the second chance kids was ridiculous in the fact that that was like every movie about oh we're gonna turn them around you know I want to say I think ultimately two things about this movie the first is it's a very generic plot but I think it's a very good in general want to like this movie plot Mm. right where like there are delinquents that are put in with quote-unquote delinquents that are put in with quote-unquote normal kids and it's essentially like the delinquents wind up being the heroes you know right yeah i think there's in general that's a pretty good plot structure it doesn't work in this movie because it's not serious enough or stupid enough to work yeah Um, and they go so so. extreme with some of it though (laughs) and then this the only other thing that I really have to say about this movie is I was wanting to come out of this saying, I think Jim Varney is a comedic treasure and I'm not, not saying that, but not but in this movie. <laughs> look, 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 I want to praise him because I think he's the middle ground, right? Mm. He's the middle ground from three stooges to Jim Carrey. There is no Jim Carrey without Jim Varney here. <laughs> But it's a really weird middle ground where it's not quite working. And it's like, like, because the shots where he's doing his, uh, look, I'm going to say dumb and I I don't mean it the way that it might sound, right? Like, like he's doing these dumb actions and these dumb things, right? Like, like a lot of this movie is just dumb, but then they do like uber close-ups of him where it's like Mm. part of the magic of Jim Carrey is that you'll see his full body or whatever. Like, so there's moments where like he's being reeled into the campfire and there's like full close-ups and you can tell like... Like they're doing that to cut away from whatever. Whereas Jim Carrey would like fully commit to the bit and and do it. So it's like this is the like middle ground between Three Stooges and Jim Carrey in terms of slapstick comedy, you know, or or even like 
specifically like physical comedy you know because yeah. there's like mel brooks also mel brooks is also doing his stuff in, in this era and that's a lot of verbal and a lot of like cinematography and certainly a lot on the actor's part as well but i'm saying for like slapstick stuff you know i don't think without this movie we get jim carrey's you know ni- historic 1994 with dumb and dumber and the mask and ace ventura so um it feels like a really interesting middle ground but it it, it's it doesn't quite work either way so yeah i want to say jim varney is a national treasure but for the time for you know what time, i mean because like, at the time uh, yes, this movie yeah. was actually financially profitable but again mm-hmm. it only cost three million dollars to make so well it's like 25 movies it's like <laughs> yeah. you can't you can't deny like like it's one of those like when when Jim Varney was Slinky Dog and Toy Slinky Dog and Toy Story mm. where they kind of where you're kind of like oh like it's they're bringing back this historical comedian to play this role you know especially like when Toy Story wound up being a huge hit or whatnot you know right and then he came back as Slinky Dog and Toy Story two and then he passed before three came out but um, not long after two came out actually but um, anyway the but it's one of those where you can like. You can see how much he's influenced a lot of like physical comedian yeah. sense. Yeah. And you can see like all respect to the guy, but these movies just aren't it. Yeah. Um, at least really this a, movie. It's a compilation Not of a bunch now. of bits that he was doing. Because even the director is who directed the commercials, which is why you were talking about the close-ups. A lot of the mm. commercials were filmed in a fishbowl lens, super close-up. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that's still just, it's, you know, Cherry style to do that type of, Thing and he wasn't really you know i don't think he had done feature length films up until that point but he had something to do with the licensing rights on Ernest and didn't want to let him go so that's why he had his hands all over this production but yeah you know Ernest did really take off after this so for a time period like there at the indianapolis 500 like the, i think had, yeah. Ernest was there in the pace car with mickey mouse and the kids cared about Ernest instead of Mickey because that's how popular he got after this movie, which is just kind of crazy when you look at the quality of the movie. <laughs> Alice like, just like, yeah, <laughs> the reaction she gave, it wasn't actually this, but it was the equivalent of when you throw up in your mouth it was yeah. like, <laughs> what just happened to me? It's crazy. <laughs> it was just, it's just, it was just a movie where I was like, I get if I was like a five-year-old in the eighties in America, yes, in exactly. the suburbs, yeah. like this would hit. It's like how when I was a kid, I watched Cat in the Hat a lot, like the the Mike Myers one. And then when you watch it as an adult, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> so it's just you yeah. are so forgiving when you're a child, and back then it would have been a fun family romp. And you wouldn't have been thinking about like, oh, the Native American elements yeah. are not great, yeah, and like, yeah. And I, I also cannot believe that that guy was pretending to be Native American his For whole decades. life, and he's actually like, Italian. Yeah, it's so like, crazy. And that's not the movie's yeah. fault. That's that's his no. fault for being yes. awful. Hundred percent. But it's just, it's just how much of this how much of the story focuses in on the Native American element. Because I was like, okay, how much? And then it's like the nurse and him Mm -hmm. and then the, you know, it's very integral in along with, Mm because it's like you've got the Native American element that's fueling this, like, you know, big bad guys. (laughs) Yeah, and this big bad guys coming in to, like, steal the camp and mow it down. And I was on the side of the bad guys. (laughs) 
just let it end. (laughs) So, you know, I'm glad I saw it, but I I understand why I had to go on a week-long hunt for it. No, Alice, Alice, it's no, you don't have to be glad that you saw it. Let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you my full experience with this like property. Um, watching it this time was I um so I bought a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. of this not oh. long ago actually wow um because i found one and i was like oh shoot i remember this character i think this would be a lot of fun so in the blu-ray it was supposed to be just Ernest goes to camp mm. i bought this at a disc resale resale short store for like three dollars right mm. fine you know willing to take a gamble on it they when they took it in they didn't actually like it wasn't the right disc so it was a dvd combo of Ernest goes to camp and Ernest goes to jail let me tell you after watching this movie I don't care. I'm not watching Ernest Goes to Jail. I'm, like, this is going straight. Now, now here's here's the other thing I'm going to say. Based off of everything that I can see, Ernest Scared Stupid is universally considered the best of these. Oh, and by far. legitimately pretty decent. Now, that's one that I own digitally. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to the watch that one now because I want to get the bad taste of this movie out of my mouth. But, like, I'm not... I'm not I'm definitely never seeing this one again. I'm probably never seeing any of the properties. I think it's, I'm going to watch Scared Stupid with a little bit of nostalgia goggles, but at the same time... And a little like, bit I of think, alcohol. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Look, let's be honest, probably, right? But, like, I am very interested in watching Scared Stupid right now. Completely uninterested in anything else, including some of the things that I've seen, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that, again, so much of this movie is just... Let, let me oh my gosh um so I, like that's ultimately where i where i where my thoughts stop it's like starting starting end but this movie is it's not just that this movie is um what's the right word um chaotic like, no it's not that this movie is just like uh, all right it's, it's not it's, ju- it's, well a lot of the characters have really horrible behaviors like not just I'm not talking mm. like second so, chance kids necessarily. I'm talking the counselor reactions when yes, they hear they're gonna yes, hear the second chance kids. Yes, that is a horrible yes. way to react to being told, mm-hmm. Hey, me, these kids need some attention. Way. You're gonna It's help not them. just that this movie is um uninspired. It mm. is woefully uninspired. And by that I mean it's not that this movie is just a misfire, right? It's not just, oh, there was some good intention here, it just mm-hmm. didn't work. But every, every single thing about this movie, except for Jim's Varney's performance, which again, like some of the camera work really disservices him. Everything about this movie feels lazy. Um, Mm. And that comes into props and that comes into set design and that comes into story elements. And that really comes in to scene transitions because there was multiple moments when i was awake watching this movie which was like 80 percent of the movie where they would just be like all right screw it on to the next thing like yeah you could tell the actors even in it were like whatever the script yeah. says this it doesn't make any let's like, just do even it like the swimming scene it's like okay guys take off your t-shirts and swimming the- now like that was the exact moment 100%. I was thinking of, but specifically the transition <laughs> out of the swimming scene too. You know, it's just like this whole movie feels like it feels like they, they had Ernest, the idea of Ernest at a camp and they were mm-hmm. going to make a bunch of commercials and they were going to air them all summer long. Here's Ernest at a camp. And then instead of doing commercials, they're like, it would be financially more profitable if we made a movie. Mm. Can you turn all those into a movie? And they're like, yeah. sure. And they're like, you have four hours. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Pretty much. 
They're like, we film tomorrow. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, this um, camp is empty this weekend. We need you to go do it now. Scramble it all together. Have the kids say some dialogue mm-hmm. to transition from one scene to another in the laziest way possible. It yeah. it really felt clunky. So, and, and now we've watched it. <laughs> yep. I have nothing else to say, but I don't want to hinder you guys if you have anything I don't else have. To say. That's the thing. It's oh, like, no. it was so insane, but I also have very little to say because so much happened and yet so little happened. And yeah. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Oh yeah. Going back now after a lot of years having not seen it and thinking I was still going to love it as much as I did, seeing how problematic a lot of the characters' reactions and just how like how over the top things get real fast with especially like near the end the things are exploding what was the end game there like there was no Mm -hmm. like nothing was gonna come of anything that happened but hey we're gonna fight and stop them from it's like that's not gonna stop legal paperwork that makes this camp no longer belong to you so just you know looking back at that stuff now i'm like this is absolute insanity and like just getting kids ready to go fight gigantic adults with power tools and equipment it was just oh my gosh i i yeah i don't know how my mom put up with having this on the tv all the time look you're either gonna love this movie or (laughs) again i don't know that you're gonna hate this movie but you could certainly strongly dislike it like both alice and i do where it's like (laughs) It's not offensively bad. Like, I never was like, like, oh, I hate this. But I'm like, I certainly don't don't like watching this. I wish I didn't have to finish this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but it wasn't like. passion wasn't there to hate it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I 100% agree. It's like, I'm so close, but I can't say I hate it. But I feel like I might have hated it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, Patrice, I'm sorry on your first time of picking up home. We, the, the, the two my, other I, people I are saying, hey. <laughs> no, but this is a good exercise, you know, and, and again, like I, I'm really, I, I, there's a good chance I watch scared stupid sometime soon just to kind of mm. see like, Hey, was I just an idiot child or is there something here? And probably a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. okay, let's move coming. on. I was going to watch it anyway. <laughs> Let's move on um, yes. to yes. Clue. So, Alice, um, this was your second choice. Your first choice was Chinatown. Your third choice was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, ultimately, I went with Clue because um, Chinatown, it, it, first of all, I picked somebody, like, put somebody else on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe I put nobody or something. I don't remember. Um, actually, I put nobody for it. Um, but uh, for... Because you said no October, and that that's our October movie. Uh, yeah. So, um, Chinatown, I feel like, is one of those that I want to wait until there's somebody else passionate about it, too. Because it feels like it should be a ghost, but Robert doesn't want to do them if I've already seen them. If we've yeah. both already seen them. So, anyway. Yeah. That left us with Clue, and I figured, you know what? Let's just do two comedies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, spo- uh, spoiler warning for this one, definitely actually matters. Um Oh my God, Six yeah. guests are anonymously invited into a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with staff to identify the murder as the bodies pile up. Very similar to a lot of murder mysteries that you've seen. However, this one plays out very differently in lots of different ways. But at the very least, this I mean, this is a, and then there were none, right? Like copy in terms of formula, right? But then like, like in terms of setup, I guess, not formula, setup, but then it does its own thing. So um, this is uh, directed by Jonathan Lynn, co-written by him as well, as well as John Landis and Anthony E. Pratt. This movie is full of famous people, notably mm. Tim Curry, Christopher Lloyd. But like, this is one of those where like, even if you don't know the name, you're like, oh, shoot, that's that guy. Like, everybody is somebody in this movie. So yeah. 
um this this is one of those um stacked casts so let's talk about real quick your history with clue i will start off by saying i had no history with this movie i had heard it mentioned a couple times from a couple different podcasts that i listened to um ultimately saying that it was actually really good and underrated uh and almost ahead of its time and that was enough to intrigue me to put it on a watch list and eventually decided to buy it because um i could get it for two dollars so i did Mm -hmm. that um not through like the most legal means but legal enough um so i acquired this film for two dollars and um it has been now that i watched it so um that is my history with clue um patrice what is your history with this film oh my god i love this movie so i played the board game before it had their pictures on it so when the movie came out i was probably on the slightly too young side to see it but okay. we had HBO and it was on and my parents knew I liked mysteries. So I got to watch it. And I remember being slightly scared when it was over because, you know, murder, but also loving it so much because I saw a board game come to life. <laughs> and sure. at the time, that wasn't something. I mean, it's not like now where, you know, Mario Brothers right. and, and Barbie and everyone. Mario Brothers, the, yeah. Battleship. Mm, you know, I can't, there's probably a Monopoly yeah, movie in the world. I can't you know, think yeah. of anything at the time that would have been live action, something I played with or knew well, about mm. coming was, to life. It was a Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, we're not going to talk talks about, about that. that movie. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to. Look, look I think nobody should talk about the new one, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, change <laughs> the name of the characters in the original one and pretend it's something else completely because that is not Mario Brothers. <laughs> but yeah um, um it was it was just really cool to see something that i played the game coming to life and then you know characters the actors at the time i didn't know who they were specifically but i watched a lot of murder she wrote with my grandmother so i actually recognized a lot of these people from being on tv all the time so it was kind of crazy to just see them in these different roles and everything so then you know like i said once it was on tv you know things back then used to be on all the time so I only ever knew it with the endings the way it is, which wasn't the experience people in the theater got, <laughs> which might the be big part one, of the reason it wasn't that popular at the time. The big one for me was like, obviously, like I know Tim Curry, and Christopher Lloyd, right? But like there was a bunch of where I'm like, oh, this person looks like uh, Madeline Kahn looks a lot like Susan Sarandon um, or yeah, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, the one that I couldn't like think of, I'm like, I know, I know this person, but I don't want to IMDb it, is Martin Mole, who is Gene Parmesan in yes. <laughs> Arrested Development. <laughs> I knew I knew him from somewhere, and I didn't yeah. want to, uh, I didn't want to IMDb it, but here we are. Uh, Gene Parmesan is a goaded character. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, Alice, um, Clue was your pick. Real quick, yes. your history with the movie and why you wanted me to see it. Well, first of all, last time I picked 1984, which was the most boring film. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, yeah. I want to pick something that's fun this time um, uh-huh. oh, yeah. as an option, as an option. Sure. And Clue had been on my periphery for a while, similar to what you guys mentioned, where it's like it had been there for a while. I'd heard about it. I'd heard about the crazy endings. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd also heard that it had become a crazy cult classic. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. do anything when it came out, but now it's, you know, rep- reputed as, like, one of the funniest movies and craziest movies. So I was like, well, I like Tim Curry. I like the board game. <laughs> I, I think this could be really fun. Um, and so I decided, yeah, let's let's do it. 
and I I am glad you picked it. <laughs> nice. Um, so on the like it, love it, hate it, just like I think it's just okay scale. Alice, what do you think? I think I like just liked it. Um, I, okay. I I think I went in thinking I was going to walk out walk out of my living room. Walk. I was going to finish loving it. I think that there was something maybe missing for me to hit that, but I am firmly in liked it. Um, Patrice, do you like it? It's like, I think it's just okay. Uh, Letterbox informed me that I love it because I found out when I went to input my rewatch, I have watched it five times this year already. So. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I, I actually realized it's one of those movies that when I don't know what I want to watch, but I want to feel good about something, which is crazy considering it's murder, I mm-hmm. turn it on. Because I just love spending time with these characters because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I really do love this movie. I actually updated my letterbox. It's on my top four favorite movies now after this watch. Awesome. Wow. That makes you super happy. <laughs> it knocked off Back to the Future because I was thinking, you know. <gasps> what? Which Whoa. would I, I'm not kidding. Which would I Whoa. rather watch? Yeah, it's crazy, right? And I know that's like nuts. But, yeah, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, if I had to choose between these two, I would watch Clue. That's Look, I respect the opinion. I, I respect the decision. Um, the decision making. Uh, look, I I think this is a really flawed movie, but I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that there's a lot about this movie that doesn't work, but ultimately the movie ends and that song starts playing, and I had the biggest smile on my face. Partly because the last line of this movie, where he's just, "I'm gonna go home and have sex with my wife," was like, yeah. Yeah. "Oh," <laughs> like like brought so much joy to my face um and it's such a catch like it's it's one like it was one of those movies where i knew that there was something funny about the ending but i didn't know what exactly like i from my understanding like i was i thought it was going to be more of like a murder on the orient express ending <laughs> where from what i remember everyone where, like yeah everyone did something and different right and so nobody's really sure who did what but everybody well, did something, it right? kind of yeah, is it kind of is <laughs> yeah a little bit but not so much one I of them expect- is yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect the completely three different endings as well as the like big changes that happen within the three. Mm-hmm. Like it really feels like they shot three different alternative alternative endings and they couldn't decide on which one and they just put all three in and they're like, eh, screw it. Um, but the more but you works. watch it, the more you notice all those things like the people not being in the places. So, yes. which is crazy mm. because you don't notice it when you're just casually watching it. If let, you watch let me tell you times as I have, you're like, oh, yep, let, she's not there right now. Oh, wait, where'd he go? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The yeah. moment <laughs> the moment that I moved. So first of all, I think it's also interesting expectations because Alice, you're like, oh, I want to love this movie. And you came came out and liked it. Yeah. We Abby and I, so Abby doesn't like to watch movies with me before she sees a trailer. And we watched the trailer and we were <laughs> thoroughly unimpressed. Yeah. And we were like, I yeah. don't know that I'm gonna like this movie. I think I'm gonna be okay at best. Um, and I so my expectations were thoroughly met and exceeded. I think the moment that I moved from like it to love it is when Tim Curry was like, Hey, I know how this all played out. And he's just yeah. running from yeah. room to room explaining that really every picked, little detail. That really and I'm like, picked it up for me that, that oh, whole, yeah, cause yeah. I was a bit like, okay, what's going on. And I think it, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I also think a lot of it had to do with what my mindset was. Cause I, similar, I don't know why both of these movies I ended up watching when I was really tired. <laughs> and so I was like trying, I was like trying to stay awake. And so I start, I started lulling, but then that bit happened and it like woke me up completely. Yes. Um, I and think, it was so funny. Think, I'm like, is he going to do the whole 
Oh, he's doing yes. the whole oh. movie. We just yeah. watched this. Yeah. You're almost like, I don't want to see minutes. it, but yeah. Tim Curry's so good that I want to <laughs> see yeah. it, right? It's he almost is, like... Can I say, I think Tim Curry is by far the MVP of this film. Like, he yes. is oh, yeah. so enigmatic and magnetic, and you understand why he mm. is, you know, Rocky mm. Horror. Like... Like he makes that movie what it is. He makes this movie what it is. He's so you just want to listen to him every time he's even though everything I, that's happening is ridiculous. Where he's like, I wanted yes. to catch him out and get him to the police and blah blah blah. And you're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. It's look. It's one of those. Things. First of all, I think whatever whatever frame of mind you're in, where, yeah. wherever you are on the like it love hate it, it's like I think it's just okay scale. When Tim Curry starts doing his, I'm gonna explain everything now. Yeah, you instantly jump up a letter grade, right? Yeah. Like if you're in hate it you you can all of a sudden be like look i hated the movie but yeah there's this right like and you could be like i already loved the movie and now this is my favorite movie of all time or at least in my letterbox mm-hmm. top four you know maybe this is you know this is better than back to the future right so um <laughs> it happens um so look you're talking to somebody that has the nice guys favorite movie of all time mm. it's fine <laughs> right um so yeah no it's um it's one of the i think that that moment specifically is so magical i think there's the the big thing about that too is I think that there's actually like the, a really complex movie in here, but it's like ultra simplified and ultra stupid because by the time mm. we get to explaining everybody's motives, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like it's funny. It's oh. funny to watch everybody act yeah. out motives. And I'm like, what, what does this have to do with anything? Why I've does never everybody... watched a murder mystery where I, I actually don't care about the murder mystery. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, no, like I'm curious who did it, but I don't care why they did it anymore yeah. because like, because they all seem to be like politically motivated, and it's like, but doesn't that this make person... sense? Because when you're playing Cluedo, it's not like, oh, it was Miss Scarlet in the library yes. with the wrench because yeah. of yeah. this. It's, it totally makes never... sense, but it's just yeah. like it, it winds up actually being a relative, like a more political movie than I thought it was mm. going to be. Yeah, I know. Um, but then, J. Edgar Hoover, but, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but then it Why winds do you think up the like run by a man named Hoover. It's it's yeah. that really <laughs> that was a funny line. Yeah, <laughs> it's that really interesting like that moment where you're like, I don't really care why they did it. All the motives make sense, and then they explain the motives. You're like, that's way more complicated than it yeah. needs to be, right? Like, and all it did was make some of the little looks and glances earlier in the movie make a little more sense. Like, oh, yeah. now I know I miss white side eyed Yvette. Like, you know, yep. like just things like that where you do get a payoff for some of those little things that yeah. are like, why would she be Monkey brains aren't, yeah. aren't very, no, like, like, very right, yeah. Not often, <laughs> like, are not often found in Washington, D.C. It's like, okay. I also well. want to say, I think the premise of this movie is genius. I think yeah. the idea of if you're going to take this IP and turn yeah. it into a movie having one person invite somebody over for the shared purpose of doing something else, but then like specifically refusing not to call them by their real names, but these yeah. clue names. I think the only thing that might make it better, which look, I know that they're making another clue movie. I don't know how much it's going to be influenced by this original, but right now mm. I think it has Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God. And somebody yeah. else. It's going to be so good though. Yes. Like, I'm, who, who's I'm a million he playing? Percent Do we know excited. who he's playing? Um, no. Yeah. Well, Ryan Reynolds um, and Jason Bateman. Oh my yes, goodness! Yes, I know that. And and that, uh, Mr. Green. Like, he, and I, I think one like of the one of the writers or is Wadsworth. Um, or Wadsworth. Yeah. 
Oh, it's funny because he's not even away. in my fantasy cast. I actually <laughs> thought about both of them. That's what's crazy. <laughs> me too. Me too. And then I was like, no, it's I, too I obvious. also don't have either of them. Um, but the yeah, Ryan Reynolds, Jason Bateman. It's, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. But like, even the writer director, like, isn't one of yeah, the yeah James Bobin's directing, and then yeah, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick from you know Deadpool and Zombieland Venom and all and, of them yeah. Venom. Um, yeah, no, it's a. Uh, I'm a million percent more excited for that movie now, but like. It's there's also I th- I think the like the without specifically getting meta referring to Clue as a board game because I don't think they ever do no like I thought this was perfect by saying oh you're Colonel Mustard and you're and and when they get the boxes they're all the gifts like yeah I think the way you take this concept up a level which I think look for 1985 it works perfectly because yeah. like movies haven't quite gotten to here but if this Ryan Reynolds Jason Bateman one doesn't acknowledge that Clue is a board game and somebody is setting something up and maybe even acknowledge the 1985 movie as a movie and somebody's just trying to recreate it like i think with like the only way to make this film just the slightest bit better in terms of its concept is to acknowledge clues and ip and it doesn't it'd be funny it if it was like a squid really game well. type thing where it's like you know it's like a bored billionaire just his favorite yeah. game of all time was clue <laughs> and he be. just wanted to play yeah, no, it out really in real life <laughs> yeah but but yeah no the idea of like i i love the idea of this like uh um this Colonel Mustard and Mrs. Peacock mm. and whatnot, and 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 the movie just plays it totally serious. Not, be, but like I would love, especially like that Jason Bateman Ryan got Ryan Reynolds sort of energy. Just like I really hope they do the different endings as well again, because oh, I think yeah. that's actually genius. Like I think if the movie's good, oh yeah, I would absolutely go see it. Like you know, different times based on like oh you you know yeah, I think they'd have to mark one, yeah. like you'll get ending A here, ending B yep. here, mm-hmm. ending C mm-hmm. here. Um, and then you can go and just keep going until you see them all because that like, and if it's really good and it's one of those films where it has the mystery element, um, and like if they got the mystery a little bit more, right. And then they, which is, I think part of the reason why, like, I think it worked for this, but it's why maybe I didn't end up in the love because I just, I didn't care about the murder mystery in this (laughs) movie about a murder mystery game. But if they got that right. And then if they did the multiple endings things, like I would a hundred percent go watch it over and over again to catch all the little details. um, Well, there's the, and there's the weird, it it, it really feels, as I mentioned earlier, it really feels like they filmed three different endings. They weren't sure which one they were going to use. So they just decided to use all three of them because of that. All the clues kind of have to make sense mm. in the first bit to where like it, it it kind of it kind of makes sense like it kind of has to track in one way you know it kind of has mm. to like lead to whatever ending they're gonna make and so for that reason it kind of loses its identity just a little bit yeah. so that is that is ultimately the thing that brought me down however that Tim Curry performance brought me right back up to the yeah. ending you know so like I'd be super interested to see. Um, some of the other stuff but but it's uh, funny because the whole time i was watching it and i was like well he's the butler and the butler did it that's literally yeah. the joke right and then the first yeah, two right. endings aren't like that and then the third they're, ending they're is the exact like, opposite they're yeah. the, you know the, the butler is the hero yeah exactly like he's the hero the whole time and then it's like no and in the true ending he did do it and he was and it it, it just it makes so much sense because the whole time I'm waiting for him to be this like bad guy and then I'm like oh okay maybe because he's not a character so I guess he didn't like in the game so I guess he didn't do it and he's the only one with a real name um as well besides besides the maid who 
I'm very curious to see what they do with the maid in the remake. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Um, with a vet. Let me, let me, speaking of the maid, let me tell you, this movie is a hundred times hornier than I thought it was going to be. Because oh my like, gosh, I've never seen Christopher yeah. Lloyd touch so many asses. <laughs> well, not only that, but like the movie starts and it's like the maid like doing the brush thing, and it's yeah. very clearly at a point where like her breasts are jiggling. Yeah, and it's like, and it's just like, look, all right, it's the eighties, all right, but then like yeah. the rest of the movie goes, and it's it's so horny, <laughs> and I'm like, like every woman is wearing like a dress that barely covers their nipples. Well, and not then, every like, woman. Well, Mrs. Sherman's dress like, was so tight she everybody couldn't even sit down for breaks when they were shooting. Yeah. They had to have a board against the wall for her to lean on. Like yeah. that's crazy. But like Miss, but like Miss Scarlet specifically yeah. was like yeah. very low cut, right? And then there's a point where the maid even sits down, but she like lifts her dress up before <laughs> yeah. she sits down. <laughs> and it was like I was just like, look, it's it's really funny, right? And like I think these it's are a lot caricature. of caricature. Yeah, it works it's, because yes. it's caricature. for sure. These are things the that you wouldn't thing... put in your 2024 remake, no. but no. are Let's actually say 2025. Like, <laughs> but are actually kind of fun. Yeah. A little like not quite totally PC, but just enough where like it, it's it's almost like that weird like Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle mm. where Karen Wheel Karen Gillum wears like so yeah, little she, clothes she's and like hey covering. hey but it's yeah. like no it's like no, no no we're making fun of 80s video games yeah. or like you can yeah. kind of do that right but like and especially with the, to- the i think the tone overall this movie kind of carries that but yeah this yeah. movie is way hornier than i thought it was gonna be i will say the only other thing which i was like oh, i really wish they'd done it was you know if they're already giving them the names it would have been fun if they'd made them dress to the to what they like yes. their yeah. um names were. I was just like I'm like Miss Scarlet doesn't even have scarlet hair or scarlet. Yeah, hair. I like, I just, yeah that always blew yeah. my mind. <laughs> I like that's the one thing I'm like I want him all in purple and I want her all in white and I want mustard in a mustard suit. Like I just you know yeah. and it's like some of it was and some of it wasn't. And I was like I think right. that's the thing. I think the aesthetic in, yeah. You know, if they're going to do it really meta in the new one, I think that they could really turn the aesthetic up to 100. And I mean, that'd be easy if it's like you're already making them go by certain names. You could make them wear certain colors, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It wouldn't be that difficult. So and then everyone else can just wear black just to kind of emphasize that. Um, but, yeah, I think it was fun. I thought it was just random how there were all these like random characters coming in, like the FBI chief and the like yeah, motorist the and, yeah. and, and then the singing. T- yeah. I actually I singing laughed t- really hard at the singing t- where it's like <laughs> she doesn't well, even the, get yeah sentence. and then the 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 jesus armageddon guy that yeah. wound up being armageddon is that yeah yep yeah the fbi chief yeah there was, was yeah there was a lot of moments that were just really like perfectly funny um yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of any that we haven't mentioned yet but like so many moments that like Oh, when I like, I liked oh, the, it when it was like, "Why the, were you screaming?" Oh, I felt lonely. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the moment where like they have to like the cop comes in, so they have to yeah. like stage a, a big makeout mm. session, and they're like, "This guy's drunk. Make sure he's not driving home." Christopher Lloyd's like, "Oh, he's. I'm sure he's not driving home tonight." Yeah. Like, well, got him a, a car, those... a big car, a black car. Let me see. <laughs> there's like a lot of those tongue in cheek moments. You know, there's even um, Wadsworth says later, "Is like, frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a damn." Like, yeah, there's definitely yeah, some yeah, like yeah. fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the fact that like. Or when Mr. Green stands up and he's just like, like, I'm "I'm homosexual. Yeah. (laughs) I laughed. I laughed so hard because, and even my wife was like, that's it. And it's like, 
I mean, this is the 80s, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're pretending uh, to be in the and, 50s, so... <laughs> and even then, the 80s is making fun of that, you know? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, just like, okay. <laughs> but there's, yeah. the, there's the moment where... Um, uh, they're they're all like having the fake makeout session. Oh, no, sorry, I said that part. Um, the um, oh the 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 communism joke where the yeah. like, communism was just, just a red, red herring. herring. Just yeah. a red I'm herring, a but they capitalist. say it like seventeen times. Yeah. <laughs> but then even earlier in the movie, where they're like, oh, she was friends with a couple of socialists, yeah. like, and then that yeah. caused her to commit suicide. Like, oh boy, like it was funny. Uh, yeah, there were funny bits. But- yeah, and there was and there was certainly a lot of jokes that well, like when they feel were trying like... to put the corpses on the couch, <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing? Like, sitting like, down with right. them? No, don't why? lay her down you because you just drive the, the knife further into yeah. her back. It's yeah. like, what does it matter? This yeah. Point? yeah, I don't know why they just dragged her out of the kitchen. Why, why did they move her, her? The furniture? Why would they not I leave her like... in the fridge? Like. That's where I feel like this body. movie's tone. No, you mm. leave it on the floor where it fell oh, out of yeah. the fridge, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't touch it after that and de- yeah. contaminate. Now the, the 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 there was a lot of jokes too that are like totally stereotypical dad mm. jokes, right? Um, but just because the tone of this movie, it really kind of worked. Um, every single time where a joke that I would normally roll my eyes at, I was actually kind of chuckling at. Like I'm look, I'm looking at IMDb movie uh, quotes yeah. right now for this. And there's the moment where Mrs. Scarlet says, maybe there is life after death. And Mrs. White says, life after death is a, is a, is as improbable as sex after marriage. And like, <laughs> yeah. that's the total cliche, like, joke. Oh, like, hey, you know. Some of Mrs. White's lines made me oh. laugh really hard. Like, when she's admitting Amazing. to killing Miss Scarlet. Yeah. No, to killing Yvette. She's like, I did. It was like, flame. It was just so I'm random. She's like, flames. flames. <laughs> and it goes on for like a minute of just her mm-hmm. saying, like, she has a lot of the best lines though like she's talking about her first husband disappeared because he was an illusionist look and (laughs) and let me tell you (laughs) he was an illusionist illusionist comes back (laughs) yeah i didn't say he was a good illusionist (laughs) the best to me look look i i love wadsworth in this but where it's like are you saying there's no one else in the house no what do you mean yes Yes, no no. i'm saying there's no (laughs) Yeah. That was a very look, like whose turn is it right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the ball game. Yeah. Look, Tim Curry totally steals this movie, partly because what he's given to do with Wadsworth, partly because the screen time he's given. But let me tell you that Mr. Green is the unsung hero to this movie mm. because he has the best moments. As we already mentioned, the one where he's just like, "Well, I'm a homosexual," and then like, "All right, cool." Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's such a big deal, you know. When, and that, but like, there's the moment where like. At, Every single time they're explaining, you know, there's just one thing I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just so funny. Or the bit where they're doing the bits with the bullets after Miss Scarlet, when it's the Miss Scarlet ending. And he's like, no, there are no bullets. No, there is because one plus two plus two plus one. One plus one plus one. one. I was getting lost. I was like, what? And and again, to like go back to Mr. Green, like the interactions that he has with the Mm. over-sexualized maid. And like the fact that that there's a moment where uh, both uh, Christopher Lloyd and the other, and uh, Colonel Mustard are both wanting to go with the maid and he draws a story you know and they're like all right let's volunteer to go he's like i'm out like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm uninterested and then he gets mad that he draws the short straw to go with her which like is even funnier in retrospect that like yeah. he's yeah. a straight man right. <laughs> yeah he was just in character it, it's just like this movie like look um abby did not want to watch ernest goes to camp with me i didn't show her trailer she wasn't interested mm. When I t- when I when I said clue, it's a slapsticky comedy. 
fun thing from the 80s based off of the board game. It's supposed to be really good. She's like, I might give it a try. She, she said, sure. Yeah. And when she says, sure, she means I'm going to give it a try. If 30 minutes in, I'm not happy with it. I'm just going to leave. And that's fine. Right. Like, and that's a okay. Like, that's kind of our agreement. Right. Um, I'll start the movie. And if she doesn't want to finish it, she doesn't have to. Right. We watched the trailer and I was for sure thinking she was going to leave 15 minutes in. And we were like rolling, laughing in yeah. the first 10. Like we were so invested the whole time. It was just everything. It was just hitting our funny bones right. I think it just I, has a lot look, of really good This movie good is far quips. from perfect, but I yeah. loved it. Yeah, it has a lot of really good quips. Like the bit where it's like, like the Mounties, we always get our man. Mrs. Peter <laughs> was a man. Was a man? <laughs> just like, oh my God. Oh, that, what like, are the, you talking about? Yeah, the double negative is giving me proof positive. Like all that little stuff that just yeah, is yeah, so yeah. quick and it's all the time. And, and yeah. to make a long story short, and everybody too late, yeah. like <laughs> too late, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the or the bit where he's like, ah, so what are they? Three bodies, six bodies. This is getting serious. <laughs> it's like there's just so many small bits which are just like you would you'd miss them. But I feel like if I went to go watch it again, a little bit more awake, um, I would catch all these other ones that I missed, and I would just be laughing. So like it is, I do understand the cult classic also tim curry oh, yeah. is specifically really uh, good at making himself <laughs> he, like between this rocky horror legend like he's like give me movies that will fail immediately but be really <laughs> popular in about 25 years <laughs> yeah find the long con <laughs> yeah. yeah like Should- even even just thinking again scrolling through the imdb mm. quotes is so fun watching this like so so fun remembering this movie because there's so many moments and i think ultimately like we're just gonna have to stop this soon because there's so many moments mm. Mm-hmm. that are little that either are realized by the end or were just so funny in the moment like um the, one of the ones that i thought about or that i saw coming across was um uh when when wadsworth greets mr green at the door and he mm. says to the dog sit and then mr green sits down <laughs> on the bad. bench and he's like no not you right like that's a really funny joke that happens in the first like five minutes of the movie and i think like that was the kind of stuff that was really yeah. winning me and my wife over plus the idea of like oh he's he says colonel mustard but we know it's not colonel mustard right yeah like it's just it's a pseudonym this is interesting where is this going but like the um there's uh well even just the little stuff like they're looking at the pictures when they see the blackmail and I think it was mm. Scarlet said something about, I can't even get into that position. And, you know, Professor yeah. Flip, like, well, let me like, show I'll you. show you. <laughs> and dips her well, down. Or, yeah, I'm even thinking the moment where Tim Curry is always, always doing, he's doing his incredible thing as Wadsworth, Wadsworth at the end. And he's like, and then you sat down and then we had to slap me, Mrs. Peacock back. And then he just I, slaps her again. Yeah. Like <laughs> I had to stop her screaming. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just like, like this movie. All right, look, I'm going to make a big comparison here. Mm-hmm. This movie is just like the nice guys for me, where it's like, it's one of those movies that you finish and you're like, I really enjoyed that. And then you think of all the little moments mm. that you've forgotten be- by the time the movie ends. And then you reminisce about that. Like you put on the movie and you're like, oh crap, this movie was a lot funnier or a lot yeah, better than I remembered. I'm, I agree. I'm not saying this is going to be my new favorite film of all time. I'm not even saying it's going to make my favorite hundreds list. But what I am saying is... When I saw The Nice Guys the first time, I thought it was like a 7 or 8 out of 10. Mm. And it's currently like my favorite. Because I've seen it three, you know, I saw it really quickly, like three or four more times. and loved it every more. And it's it's a movie that I can watch right now and forget about a line that will bring me to tears laughing. That I'm like, yeah. I forgot that was in this movie. Yeah. I think Clue is going to be on that level for me. 
I think so. Like oh. even me scrolling through some of these where it's like they when they yeah. hear the scream from the billiard room and it's like, it must be the murderer. The it's just like, why would he scream? Scream to announce the, their murder the, in. The moment that I mentioned earlier, is there a little girl's room in the hall? A wee wee, madame. No, I just want <laughs> no, to powder my nose. nose. It's so funny. But yeah. Should we um, move on to the castings? We should. We uh, should. Yeah. Uh, because we at this point, we're just gushing on a movie that I know. Alice, I like. I feel like you're like. I understand why you're unliked it, yeah. but like, I'm with you. It's it's an imperfect movie, but I yeah. just loved it. I think so. it's like I really enjoy it. Um, and I'm sure like it might be one of those ones. The more I watch it, the more like I I'm having a lot of fun going back and forth. And I also think I wonder if it'd be different if I'd seen it with other people. So maybe I'll watch it with someone mm. else next time, and we'll see how that affects. I think it. yeah, that's a good. Yeah. I only watched it with my wife, but that's yeah. a good. I would love to like watch this in a room full of people, mm. especially like if there was like a midnight showing, like they do with Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm. uh, or The Room or whatnot. You know where there's like play alongs, but yeah, yeah. No, especially like I, I'm also really curious to to watch this movie. I, I think obviously murder mysteries are the best of this, but like where you could watch and see, oh, here's how they got there. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think you can go, here's how they got there, but you could, oh, here's a joke that pays off later. So mm. um, let's move on to our fantasy casting. Yes. Um, Patrice was kind enough to put together a list. So Wadsworth, Miss Scarlet, Professor Plum, Mrs. White, Colonel Mustard, mm-hmm. Mrs. Peacock, Mr. Green, Yvette, Mr. Body. You put the FBI chief. I cast um, the cop instead of the FBI chief, but I do have a cast for the chief. Um, so mine works for both. Mine yeah. just um, law enforcement character. <laughs> yeah, um, and then a writer and director uh, could be separate, could be together. Let's start off. Uh, we're just gonna go in that order because that's the order that Patrice mm-hmm. had. Um, I did fill this out like ten minutes ago, um, <laughs> so we'll see how I did on the fly. Um, who is your Wadsworth? Um, I want to go in this order. I'm gonna kick us off. And then I want to hear, let's put Patrice in the middle since she has mm-hmm. the most familiarity. And Alice, I want you to round us out. Yep. For Wadsworth, again, it all relies to me on that running through everywhere and re- mm-hmm. doing everything as fast as humanly possible. And you know who I could just see doing that to perfection? Yep. Especially with the right writer director is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, good. yeah. Like, I'm just good. thinking, like, it's just a voice role, a voice cameo in Knives Out, but him going, we have the nanny cam footage. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> like, that's the energy I want from Wadsworth. So yeah. I have Joseph Gordon-Levitt for Wadsworth. Uh, Patrice. I have Benedict Cumberbatch. Because <gasps> Ooh, there's a couple so of Sherlock good. episodes where he's doing the running around and mm. explaining and doing, and I feel like mm-hmm. he can pull this off. Mm-hmm. It's also a tongue-in-cheek joke because yeah. he's Sherlock. Like, like yes. that's yeah, exactly. kind of why I felt like yes. yeah, that's it added good. just that's a very smidge. good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Alice, who do you have? I've got Michael Sheen because yeah. I, you'll know why in a moment. Because you, uh, you're watching Good Omens right now. Yeah, I've watched, I've watched Good Omens. He has played a butler in Passengers, but that doesn't count. But he's got, like, he's able to be really frenetic and crazy, especially if you've seen Staged. But um, he's also able to be really, like, dark and, and quite, like, dramatic and then also very goofy, obviously, as well with Good Omens. So he'd be able to just ride the coattails and i could totally see him playing this butler and and going around and doing all of that really well um for mrs scarlet i think look when i think of mrs scarlet i think the perfect combination of 
Yeah. Sorry, Miss Scarlet. She is not married. Sorry. (laughs) Miss Scarlet, um, I think, is like the embodiment of uh, of both like sexy and devious. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went with Evergreen. Oh, that's a good one. That's really good. It's a great one. I wish I thought because like the comedy in that performance is the fact that she is so sexy Mm. and so powerful doing these things, right? So yeah, yeah. I will never go to that. Uh, Patrice. So I actually gender swapped two of them. And this is one of them oh, that yes. I gender swapped. Yes, let's do it. And I went with Mr. Scarlet. Is... I went with a Monsieur Scarlet. <laughs> and I chose Anthony Mackey because I want him to do his <laughs> Louisiana accent just uh, dialed up to 11. Because instead of being, you know, guy at the brothel, he could be like, if we set this after World War One and in the 20s instead of after two in the 50s, you can be in prohibition and he can run, you know, speakeasy, casino, gambling, underground. And I just feel like with the Louisiana accent and everything, he could really sell that part as someone that's buying and trading secrets. And I felt that would be a fun twist on going that route. <laughs> Let me, I guess this is a good point. Let me ask you a question. Um, when, when does this, when does this movie take place for you? And like in, in what canon? Because I kind of go with like where I hope that the next movie goes, where it's like they can poke fun at the board game, maybe even poke fun at the movie. But like, this isn't a sequel to the movie. It's a remake mm. of the movie. Mm. Um, I, I very much want very, very similar things to unfold yeah. the way they did. Me too. Um, maybe different ending, like because you want, you kind of want that, right? With your murder mysteries yeah. that aren't based off of like a book or whatever, you know. And again, if like I do want them to do the same way they did it, where it's like, or this is how it happened, or maybe yeah. even this, except maybe a little bit less definitive, like this is how it actually happened. Like I really wish it was a little bit more like pick your ending, you know, whichever one you liked the most. Um, or take all three as canon. Who knows? You know, like I, I kind of wish. Yeah. I was actually really waiting. I, I watched through the credits, uh, and I was really you were waiting, waiting for, for another. No, one. but here's really what happened. <laughs> you know, like, I, and, and maybe that's even how I actually structure the movie. Uh, that way, like, there is canon for some people and canon for others. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, or there's there's people that are like, there is no canon. There's people like you didn't stay after the credits. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, to me, it's it's it, it acknowledges the board game. And it plays fun with the movie, but it doesn't like it's it's not a sequel to the movie or anything. Mm. There, there is no existence. So anyway, where do you? Yeah. So you said like twenties? Yeah, I feel like like nineteen twenty five is kind of the sweet spot on this one because it's smack sure. in the middle of prohibition. So it's it makes yeah. sense these people would be having a clandestine party uh-huh. that they wouldn't be telling people about and they wouldn't know necessarily what they're getting into for the night. Alice, mm. uh, mine's very much like you know like late 40s early 50s i want traditional okay. but it'd be it, i wouldn't i think it'd be good to add some anachronistic elements here and there just to see like if they were done well like with the meta humor and everything interesting all right um so alice uh who is your miss scarlet mine similar thought process to yours aaron but i ended up with anne hathaway as mine oh yeah oh yeah she's so good at everything and she's very sexy but also she can play so dark and devious there was a moment not not a moment but years where i believe that anne hathaway was the sexiest woman in hollywood yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i think she still is in in a way like she's in that conversation Um, and she could easily play this like devious sexy you know i mean yeah like between all the roles yeah she'd be really good in this 
yeah she she does the both like like she like that's why i think ultimately i think it's a bad movie but she's so good as catwoman because mm. like she can play that like sleuthy sexy catwoman mm-hmm. but also play that you know selena kyle anyway yeah P- professor plum it's mm-hmm. a little bit of an age di- difference but i also think obviously we're gonna make this movie a little bit more pc um, I think we can still have fun with the sexual humor, but you know we're not gonna have Professor Plum touching Miss Scarlet's butt um, on the way, in, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I I just I think Mark Hamill would kill this role. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That would be yeah. good. That would be like that'd be like where I feel like Christopher Lloyd in that age is just weird and creepy with the you know mm-hmm. the touching of the butt. Yeah, this or, would be just or like, you leave it in and he's creepy. Just yeah, write the but he's like a, a creepy different. old man. But it'd be funnier, mm-hmm. not like oh, what's yes. going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the role that I was actually thinking like thinking of him was the Kingsman. Like I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you, mm-hmm. you tell him to channel that role from the yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrice, who do you have? Um, this is the one I swapped. Uh, to be a woman and I chose Emma Thompson because when mm. I researched who could be a professor in this time frame, the nursing schools of the time, you actually had research professors teaching the nurses before they went to be combat mm. medics and stuff like that. So it made mm. sense to me and I could feel like her filling that role, being able to be the serious, but still being able to play with some of these lines where, you know, she's got that, she can, have fun with it Mm. sorry speak speaking of like actors that i thought were somebody else um the actress that plays mrs peacock looks just like michelle pfeiffer like (laughs) oh yeah like it's crazy yeah uh alice who did you have as um professor plum professor plum this is where i had david tennant because I think, you know, especially with the Michael yeah. Sheen and the David Tennant, like, yeah. you know, the way that they work off each other. But I think as well, it's like the fun, non-intensely horrifying version of Kilgrave, you know, from Jessica Jones. <laughs> you like, could, you could like take Anna Hathaway out and put in, um, what's her, K- Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could. But... I mean, look, you could leave Anne Hathaway into it. That's yeah. cool by me. Too, I want to but... leave Anne Hathaway. Don't take my name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think David Tennant would be so good as Professor Plum and this like, you know, this, he, especially if he put on this like Professor air, but then he came out more smarmy as time went on. I think he could do that really well. Um, Mrs. White, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, look. Mrs. White is the queen of goth humor, so I went with Aubrey Plaza, right? Like, yeah, it's there. It's right yep. there. Yeah, it's the easy pick. That's good. Um, Patrice, I skewed a little bit older on this one, and I chose Helena Bonham Carter because I could see her <gasps> she'd doing. Be great. Like, she'd be so good, dressed all in black, mm-hmm. doing. I could see her doing the flames on the side of her face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so yeah, many of those I other lines. I yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um Alice? I went I'm like who who would be good as someone who's probably maybe definitely killed a bunch of her husbands and could <laughs> do Plaza. just this straight face the whole time and I went with Rosamond Pike because oh, sure. I yeah. mean yeah. Gone Girl and mm. also that um you know I really care movie and you know like she can definitely play dangerous, but also she could play like very tight lipped, you know, showing no emotion, like, but being crazed in it as well. Mm-hmm. Colonel Mustard. Um, for no particular reason other than like, I think this person has done comedy roles and has excelled. Mm-hmm. 
And I just, for some reason, I can picture this person playing. And honestly, the role that I see it most in is Anchorman. Um, it's not who you think. I put Tim Robbins. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he'd be good. He would he'd be, be good. so good. And I'm thinking yeah. that it's, he's, he plays one of the rival newsmen. He's got like a cameo in Anchorman. But like, <laughs> I think it's... Well, we've seen him do that kind character. of dialogue in Hudsucker Proxy. Like, he can yes, do yes, the... Yes, Hudsucker Proxy is one like, of the other things. I'm like, I know he can do comedy other than oh, just like... Sure. I'm like, I, he just looks like a Colonel Mustard to me, you know? Anyway, oh. especially like in Anchorman, he's got like mutton chops and he's like a pipe and like... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so mine, <laughs> again, I skewed slightly older, but I think Kelsey Grammer could do some of these lines. Oh, yeah. And the... The comedy, obviously. I mean, I'm just thinking of the restaurant episode of Frasier with the running back and forth through the doors and all the little one-liners mm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. There's so many episodes of Frasier where you could see this type of influence with the quick little quirks and the quips back and forth. But you could also see him being higher up in the military at that age. So it makes sense for him to be in the role. Uh, Alice? I went with Tom Hanks because he can definitely, he's at the age, he can do humor, <laughs> and he could be just Which, this, like, um, what, what role, what role are you thinking of, like, Honestly, most Tom Hanks, too. like, Tom Hanks as a <laughs> just, person, I feel like. Oh, so his role, so his role in Borat's subsequent movie film? Yeah, yeah, or even, like, um, just seeing him in, like, Graham Norton, like, whenever he's on there and he's just being, you know, absolutely oh, full of Oh, I life. saw the clip of him on Graham Norton where Florence Pugh was like, oh, I grew up on Toy Story and he sings You Got a Friend in Me yeah. to Her and it oh, melted yeah. my heart. I just think he's so zany. What a I think, sweet man. I think he could, or, I mean, if you want to use a recent movie role, but his recent turn in um, A Man Called Otto, like, a grumpy, like, but with a heart mm-hmm. at the end of it because... You know, it's a Colonel Mustard. He's kind of the least evil, I guess, of all of them in a yeah. way. So I yeah. think he, he would be so good. Also, when am I, I? If I have a chance to have Tom Hanks in my film, I will have Tom Hanks in my film. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fantasy cast. We don't have budgets yeah. here. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, for Mrs. Peacock, look, I immediately thought who's a, who's great at playing uh, kooky women. So I immediately thought of Harry Potter. I don't know the character's name, but Emma Thompson. Um, <laughs> Professor Trelawney. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Right, yeah. like, like that's yeah. You you can almost feel like her performance as that professor was inspired by Mrs. Mm-hmm. Peacock in this movie. Okay. It just it just feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I picked. It's a safe choice. You know what? Fine. If I would have put together this list before we started recording, I might have picked something different. But you know, mm. screw you for expecting <laughs> me to. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, Patrice, what did you? So pick? I chose mine specifically from her Arrested Development time, and it's Judy Greer because yes. she's Ooh. yes, just her out- Everything she did yeah. is kitty, but she could easily be the wife of a senator or whatever, and just be this that- quirky. Like, you know. it is my top five favorite running jokes of all time where she keeps on going like I guess you'll yeah, never see these again, again and she flashes people <laughs> yeah. but nobody is ever Everyone interested in look. seeing her <laughs> which is like crazy because it's Judy Greer right but like yeah but I just think about like when she even when she did that one line like Michael Bluth is threatening me like the way she yeah. did that like I could see that in Peacock <laughs> No, that's a yeah. perfect. That's that's a great. Like again, I think Emma Thompson is the safe choice. That's such a good choice. Yes, uh, Alice, who did you have? 
Uh, again, well, this is inspired also by a TV show, but this is the most recent season of Only Murders. I think Meryl Streep, because she can play kooky with the best. I mean, it's Meryl Streep. It's Meryl Streep. Like, uh-huh. she would be so good as the kooky, crazy senator's wife, um, just uh-huh. screaming and fainting and everything. It'd be, she'd be so good. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Mr. Green. Mm-hmm. To me, the unsung hero of Clue. I'm, I'm going to tell you the two moments I thought about before I picked this casting. The moment where he goes, well, I'll expose myself. Yeah. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> and that's it, right? Like, just very straight face, I'm a homosexual. And, like, you almost feel like there's a punchline coming, but it's like, nope, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then the very last line of the movie, which is, I'm going to go have sex with my wife, which yeah. to me slayed yeah. me. I need, I need that to still be the last line of the movie. Guys, I picked Ryan Gosling based on Of course you did. Of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah. Well, I went slightly just, different on like, that one. The but... world's most <laughs> handsome man. Yeah. Right, being yeah. being a homosexual senator in the 70s. Yes. I yep. just inject it into my veins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went Randall Park on this one. Ooh. <laughs> that'd be so good. Oh, good. I I love always be my maybe, and I just think yeah. about that performance. Yes. Kind of, it feel like he's got the same kind of quirk. Well, and even his energy and like and the the, the yeah. MCU stuff yeah, is right. Jimmy Park. Like, yeah, yeah like, I, I can say, just hear Jimmy, him saying yeah. some of these lines. <laughs> like I didn't yes. do it. Yep. No, that's a great pick. That's, <laughs> that's a super a great pick. pick. <laughs> that's a good pick. Al- Alice, I, are you gonna I like? Was- I was thinking, okay, I want someone who can play both, like, is he gay? Is he not gay? And then also just, is he, like, there? And I went with Jude Law because I think he has, like, the... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's attracted to him. Sure. He has the debonair, like, you know, he can be, like, ooh, what's off? But he could also be just absolutely silly with everything it's remarkable that in the peak of his sexuality he took the most unflattering performance in road to perdition i know like yeah exactly and that's why look uh for yvette you Mm -hmm. need like a really sexy really flirtatious person Mm -hmm. in this movie there's not much agency to that character except for in implications not even in like actually see the act person do anything so look if we're going to talk about some of the most like sexy people alive that you could believe yeah. is we're going Sydney Sweeney, you know. Oh. It feels I, right. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that could work. And 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 also Sydney Sweeney is a great actress. She's awesome yeah. in Euphoria. She's really great. She's not just looks. Um Yeah. And my hope for this movie is that that There'd character be a little also bit more gets character. more agency. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There would be a little <laughs> bit more clothing on all the female characters. Yeah, yeah but but yes, there's a little bit more agency, you know, yeah. or even if they want to like go very, you know, kind of like Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Right? If they want to kind of like make it a meta joke where it's like, hey, like we know that anyway. So I mean, yeah, Sydney Sweeney just feels right. So. so I went Gino Temple on this one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought of her. I didn't write her down, but I did think of her. Yeah. <laughs> she just felt right for that because she's got that like just flirty enough. You know, she. Yeah. I think she'd be really fun to have with some of those lines and just running around with the guys mm. wanting to all, you it, know, search the house with her. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I, I went a little bit, um, also inspired by Ryan Gosling movie. I'm like, oh, who's sexy and flirty, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like she mm-hmm. can add something else to it. 
And I yes. mean, who's sexier than Anna de Armas right now? Like, uh, no, no one's yeah, the person. Literally, like you know, in in uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, her whole role, like it wouldn't have worked if it had been someone else. And so, on surface level, it's someone who's very surface level, but she adds so much to it. I mean, she literally just played. Look, the movie's not great, but she did just play Marilyn Monroe, and she was very good in it. And she's. Definitely get her in this, and she's good in murder mysteries. I mean, knives out. Hello, so uh-huh. right. Look, I'll say this as a currently married man, right? Like I've seen cl- most clips from Knock Knock because I was twenty one when that movie came out, you know, right? And like, it, there's something about her role in No Time to Die that is just like the sexiest that women will ever get. There's no topping it. There's just not. So I love it. Yeah, absolutely. For Mister Body, we need somebody who's menacing. Who's going to be really quick? Who's going to be um, like a very almost cameo esque? You want it to be a shocker when that person's killed, a la, you know, Scream when Drew Barrymore did it, right? And then you're shocked when Drew Barrymore dies. You, I, I want this to be one of those, holy crap, they did not cast that person to have him in the movie for five minutes. I'm stealing a book from Murder, Murder on the Orient Express, but I'm Express, but I'm going Johnny Depp. <laughs> like you it, had the same thought process as far as why you chose him. Like I was thinking the same thing. Like who is someone that just they would never get for a five minute, you know, five minutes of acting, and then use him like a yeah. weekend at Bernie's dummy on the the couch for another half an hour. Right. You know? yeah, look, Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp is there, and you're right. not. <laughs> you're not just going to have him sitting him, on the couch and then moving. You're expecting the him to live to the end. So yeah, look, yeah. I, look, yeah. I know I'm. I know I'm copying Murder on the Orient Express. It's but fine. I think that works right. as well because it's like uh, we just had him do that right. in Murder on like, the Orient Express. Really do that to him again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, like I said, had the same thought process. Like, who was someone just like prestigious? Like, we're not going to kill him in five minutes, but was so menacing. I picked Liam Neeson because <laughs> yeah. I love to see him being tossed around on the couch like a piece of props on the set. You know, just can you imagine him just sitting there, like mm-hmm. propped in the middle of the couch between them while they're just talking, and he is not doing anything, and well, he's freaking. And also the way, <laughs> like the way that character's narrative ends is so unsatisfying for everything. Where you're like, you're right. where Wadsworth is like, no, he was my butler. He was my butler. Like, yeah, completely <laughs> takes away every single thing that that character, like mentor, stood for. They feel yeah. menacing at the time, but it, but it, they're they're a total like non-factor in anything at the end of the movie and you're like oh you really just wasted yeah. johnny depp or liam neeson yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought there yeah. was gonna be more yeah anyway so uh, i Alice, went who- his character was just so weird to me like it was just such a weird everything about mr body was bizarre and so i was like who would be really good at playing someone bizarre um mm-hmm. well the unbearable weight of massive talent mr nicholas <laughs> yeah, cage yeah. himself yeah. because of like, of uh, course he'd be making those yeah. decisions. It's Nicolas Cage. Of course. Right. <laughs> like, sure. Sure. And, yeah. so, and I feel like he would, you know, he's been kind of getting back his his little he's been getting a repu- a good reputation again. I feel like if you had him in a role and you'd be like, oh, well, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be the Tim Curry. And then he does. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um well, and then we have law enforcement. Us- to our final yeah law enforcement uh i'm gonna go ahead and just give both of my picks um because i had the fbi or the the policeman that stumbles across the house which winds up not being that later right mm-hmm. 
in one of the timelines. I don't really remember. The, <laughs> um, and the FBI chief, who who is mostly framed as the um, the 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 missionary person. Mm. We we didn't cast. There's only a few roles that we didn't cast in this movie. Um, but as like Patrice pointed out, I don't know. Like it it super matters. I don't know the the singing telegram. Like every part of me um, wanted to pick. I'm gonna butcher her name. What's is it like Kate uh, Minucci or something like that? Mm. She's one of the Garfunkel and Garfunkel and Olds girls. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. She would be perfect for that 30 seconds. <laughs> that like makes set total sense to use her. That's so funny. I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, she's funny. She's, it's the Scrubs. She, uh, <sighs> the wife from the janitor and Scrubs. I think. Nope, that's not it. Definitely not it. Um, oh, Garfunkel she- and Oates. Oh, what's her name? It's gonna bother. It's Kate something. Mm. Uh, the one that yeah, was in Kate, Big Bang Theory, Kate right? Michucci. That played the the girlfriend for Raj for a while. That's her. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, just throwing that out there. Um, so for the FB, the 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 policeman, I put um, gosh, I hope I wrote, Wendell Pierce. He's in The Wire and Jack Ryan and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. he seems to play cop a lot. He's good at it. Um. He doesn't necessarily get his like comedy, but like mm. you can tell he's good. He's a great comedic actor, you know. Um, so I picked him, and for um, the police chief, this is where we're gonna have Tim Curry in that legacy role because uh, mm. you have to give uh, Tim Curry a role. In yeah, this movie, yeah. In the yeah, remake, yeah. Yes. so so let him be the police chief that just pops his head in and you know proselytizes, and then mm. later comes in as you know as the big you know. Yep. So the only reason I added this one in is because I wanted Michael McKean to be the FBI chief at the end, because I think it would be fun to have him be the one that knocks on the door and tell you Armageddon is at hand (laughs) after being Mr. Green in the first one. That also totally works. Yeah. And I didn't cast the rest of them. All right, I, I just filled in the rest. So for the FBI chief, I had, I'm like, who'd be the funniest if they came and started, you know, trying to sell you Jesus? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, of course. Who You'd be like, no, he's not. Sure. He's the no. police chief. <laughs> then you'd have a policeman and I'm thinking he's like, you know, I, I, I almost think like maybe he's a mentee or like a junior cop who's being given his first like proper go around and it didn't work out. Lakeith Stanfield, who just shouldn't oh, go to sure. big, big houses owned by yeah. people anymore. Don't go alone, and then for the singing telegram, I'm thinking, okay, you know who'd be really funny for that moment? Absolutely crazy. And and you'd be like, oh, I wish I'd seen more of her. Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Alexis Rose. <laughs> Alexis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit she'd Alexis. Be so good. A little bit Alexis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. To tie it all together, who is the creative team in charge of your movie? I'm going to tell you real quick who I'm going with. Mm -hmm. And later, I'm going to tell you a thought that I had that would make or break the movie. Um, Look, I I think he's been all around the board. I think he would kill it. He hasn't gone in this genre yet, but I know when he does, he's going to kill it. It's it's Edgar Wright. Oh, Um, he would be great. He would make an excellent whodunit. Yeah. And I think especially for whodunit that is so full of comedy like Clue is, I cannot think of a better choice. I mean, like... And the focusing on all the details and the weapons and everything. Yes, all the details. Look, I I believe that that Edgar Wright would turn out a funnier version of Knives Out, essentially. Mm. Because I think Knives Out is a perfect film. 
Yeah. Um, I think, but I think Edgar Wright has a really great sense of humor. Um, mm. So I think if you could take to channel that energy there, I think that's a, it's just going to work. Um, yeah. Let me tell you real quick, um, a thought experiment that I had that would probably um, be terrible. So as soon as I said um, Aubrey Plaza as Mrs. White, I thought, well, Aubrey Plaza's done writing. What if Aubrey Plaza wrote this movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. That could be a lot of fun, right? And it would could be good. You know, could, yeah, it could be great. But I was like, but I kind of want this movie to have some visual flair. So you know what? If it's going to take place in the like 40s to 60s, why not Baz Luhrmann? <laughs> like, <laughs> who I don't think could direct, who, who has not really directed comedy yet. I don't like Willem Rouge has some pretty funny moments in it. But I'm like, you know, it's like if he was working mm. off of Aubrey Plaza script. Anyway, so it's just like. It's a weird combo, but it might work for Clue. But no, I'm sticking with Edgar Wright just because I'm waiting for the day that he decides to make a whodunit. So anyway, who is your creative team behind this, Patrice? I went kind of safe on the murder mystery aspect and didn't lean as far into the humor and went with Ryan Johnson. Mm. That's okay. I mean, he's good at humor. He gets the humor, but he understands how to put all those details in early on, but not force them down your throat. It's and so on the second and the third and the fourth watch, you're still picking up things that you might not have noticed. I bet you he would jump at the chance to make this movie, even knowing he's making a third Knives Out movie. And I would look personally, I would love it because you know Benoit Blanc would have a cameo somewhere, like sure. as Benoit yeah. Blanc. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, originally for Wadsworth, I was like, oh, I want to put Daniel Craig, but it's too obvious. I yeah, I thought of, I, I thought about putting him for Professor Plum. I did too. I <laughs> he was on my short list for Professor Plum. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's look, it's a great pick, and look, it's awesome, right? But. I think there's a I think there's another great pair out there that we could kill it and maybe hopefully Alice I'm not stealing your thunder but kind of the same like oh they've done something similar but like the guys that did Game Night like could slay a movie. You had just had to wait ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. So my writer director team were Mark Perez and John Francis Daly as directors and Jonathan Goldstein as a writer and they were the team behind Game Night. Who yeah. I think would do so that this is perfect. This is literally perfect for them to do as a follow up, and I think specifically in those roles because I think while John Francis Daly and Mark Perez have worked on scripts, I, do, I think the scripts are like all right, like and they can be good, but I think them in the directing chair with the eye is really what works well. And then I think Jonathan Goldstein having all those different elements and interweaving all the different parts, oh, it'd be magic absolutely should be the follow-up well look look i'm sorry for stealing your thunder but at the same time like the fact that i said it before you did yeah. like just it reinforces how good of a pick but it was the right be. pick alice yeah, yeah. yeah. So. i was like don't do so, it don't do yeah, it i've I'm been a- waiting so patiently <laughs> right uh-huh. no no i'm gonna rob you of all joy that you have in life um Especially because so, they just directed Dungeons and Dragons and they did that so yeah. well. Like they're the yeah. team behind Dungeons and Dragons. It's the same thing. Now, the game night, Dungeons and Dragons, Clue, done. Retired. Imagine, imagine saw, that yeah. trilogy. Saw, what a fun oh trilogy that saw, would be. You could I sell that in clip. DVD bo- box set. Like so There's well. this there's this comedian that like does a puppet thing is called like randy Feltface or something like that yes he he's australian like, he's so good oh my god he was doing a bit the other day about he's like harper lee wrote to kill a mockingbird and you think it's like in the 1800s nope it's like 1990 yeah. no, no it's not that it, it was, it's just like a lot more recently you think it's like yeah. she ne- no it is she never published another book until like 10 years ago or whatever and yeah. it was just like he's just like 
Imagine what those calls are like. Publishers are calling like, Harp, are you going to write another book? Nope. Did you read the first one? I freaking nailed it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm, why, why, I'm going out on this high, you yeah. know? Like, like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Dun- and she didn't even publish Amen her second Dungeons one. It was, done, it was done posthumously. Like, done. yeah, that'd be such a good trilogy. Just, oh, Freaking I'd watch those. Freaking nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, to recap, um, Edgar Wright is writing and directing my movie, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt as uh, Wadsworth, uh, Eva Green as Miss Scarlet, Mark Hamill as Professor Plum, Aubrey Plaza as Mrs. White. Miss White, sorry. No, Mrs. Tim White, Miss Scarlet. Mustard. She's too bad. Miss White's been married a lot. Tim Robbins as uh, Colonel Mustard, Emma Thompson as Miss Peacock, Ryan Gosling as, as Mr. Green, Sydney Sweeney as y- Yvette, Johnny Depp as Mr. Body, uh, Wendell Pierce as the FB or the police agent and uh tim curry is the chief alice has uh the team behind game night and dungeons and dragons with michael sheen as wadsworth anna hathaway as miss scarlet david Tennant as professor plum rosamund pike as mrs white um tom hanks as colonel mustard meryl streep as mrs peacock jude law as mr green anna de armis as yvette nick cage as mr body and samuel l jackson as the um, police chief with um, a couple of other fun people thrown in there that I didn't write down. Um, And then uh, Patrice has Ryan Johnson writing and directing. Let's just call it knives out three and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. Uh, Let's make it a knives out spinoff. Knives out glass onion spinoff with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing Wadsworth. Anthony Mackie as Miss Scarlet. Emma Thompson as Professor Plum. Helena Bottom Carter as Mrs. White. Kelsey Graham as Colonel Mustard. Judy Greer as Mrs. Peacock. Randall Park as Mr. Green. Juno Temple as Yvette. Liam Neeson as Mr. Body. Michael McKean as the FBI um, chief. Which also works because none of those people are in Knives Out or Glass Onion. So it works. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. One last thing to do before we wrap up. And that is the spinoff. What is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to tell everybody to check out or to stay away from? I'm going to sandwich myself in the middle of you two. Um, Patrice, let's start with you. I uh, have a podcast I've been listening to because it is both ridiculous and safe for little ears. It's actually called ridiculous mm-hmm. crime. It's 99% murder free, which is their tagline, which I like because I like listening to crimes and heists and robberies. And, you know, the, I, love all the the documentaries on like confidence tricksters and stuff so listening to this podcast i get to hear all about things that really happened but just so ridiculous and so many come from florida it just (laughs) reinforces that i live in the state i belong in (laughs) but it's called ridiculous crime and like i said it's murder free so you can listen to it in the car when you're driving your kids around which is nice you know language is okay and everything and it's just a fun time i mean they've talked about like uh there's a crime in england where this guy was well they don't know it's a guy someone's just shaving cats people are just coming home to find their cat has a mohawk like the uh, like this is the kinds of things they cover right like it's not all jewel heist and robberies it's like yeah to me like you know it's you know and the funniest yeah just random it's more like it's more like i want to catch them just to ask why (laughs) right yeah and it's been going on for decades and then there were copycats and i wanted something that people would remember me by but not actually hurt anybody i didn't want to hurt anyone (laughs) so i thought yeah i'll befriend the neighborhood cats and shave them a little bit i'll just shave cats and because it took place in the uk the owners are more upset that someone was handling their cats than the fact that it actually happened and they're still letting them out into the streets at night so 
<laughs> but just yep. they mm-hmm. they dive really deep into police reports and things like that. So there's a lot of quotes. And some of these police, like the um the public relations um articles that go out are so funny because of how serious they have to be about such ridiculous yes. things. So I think that's mm-hmm, the part mm-hmm. I like the most is that you hear all these, like there was this woman doing, you know, cons down in Tampa, like in the eighties and nineties and the cop couldn't get over the fact that the thief was a woman. So continuing to listen to these press releases were, and from a woman, <laughs> this sounds like he was shocked that a woman could be dressed in a pantsuit and committing crimes like that to me Alice, is this, hilarious this sounds like an episode of wellington Par- paranormal yeah yeah exactly which yep. oh also by the way in terms of australian tv that i discovered new zealand uh, well you told yeah. me about wellington yeah, yeah. Uh, we're different uh, countries I, re- <laughs> I recently eh, same side of the globe um I recently found out about a show called Taskmaster, which is in oh Australia, yeah, 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 yeah. That is the- like my new favorite thing, and unfortunately, like it's not anywhere like for free in America. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna have to watch me a bunch of Taskmaster because that I think it was is originally a British jam. show. I think it's originally a British show, and now there's a New From Zealand. My understanding, and- I think it was a originally British show, but it yeah. didn't last terribly long. And the Australian version has been like 15 seasons or something like that. No, no, that's the New Zealand version. So there's New the New Zealand, Zealand version, okay. and now we have an Australian version. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just merge. Just merge. No. Oh, you merge with Canada. What are you talking about? I, look, look. Oh, here's the deal. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, universal healthcare. Canadians would hate that. We we yeah. all are like, yeah, sure, bring it on. You know, but Canadians would be like, how dare you? Yeah, with that's your true. Race, with your racism. Yeah, and they'd be offended by obesity. everything we yeah. do. Yeah. All right, so now that we've agreed, the U.S. and Canada are one country, and Australia and New Zealand are one country. All right. Oh gosh. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, with my spinoff. It's not Taskmaster. Um, I got it because I gotta like find my hands on full episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, I watched a movie this week with my wife um, that she really wanted to watch that I'd seen clips from on TikTok a bunch, and I was like, yeah, I want to check that movie out. And I gotta say. I really, really, really like this movie. I don't understand. Like, it feels way lower rated than it should be. Um, it's a movie from 2015 called Focus with mm. Will Smith and Margot mm-hmm. Robbie. Mm-hmm. And look, I think I understand where some of the negative negativity comes from because the last third of the movie kind of loses it. Really, like, the last 10 minutes really kind of lose the movie. But the first half of the movie is damn near excellent. Mm. Uh, like before the time jump, it's like a 10 out of 10 to me. Uh, I think the movie's just awesome. It it, it kind of falls apart a bit the more it goes on and it gets a little predictable. It also gets a little bit like it gets a little pre- pre- predictable in some areas, but then there's other aspects of the last little bit where you're like, oh, that's that's way too insane for this to be real or way too convoluted for the rest of the movie. So it's like it's a totally like because of that, like it's got the high highs and some of the low lows. So like it's nowhere near a good heist movie as let's say Ocean's 11 or 12, but it might be better than 13 or at least as good as 13 and and eight, you know, Um, so like it's not like a goat, you know, heist movie. It's not again, it's not an Ocean's 11, but like. I, I, I don't know. I just I looked at a lot of these IMDb ratings and letterboxed and whatnot. It's got like a maybe average of two and a half or three from a lot of people. It's it's, mm. it's a three and a half, you know, and, and even then, if you if you stop the movie at the time jump, which you won't miss anything, it's a 10 out of 10. 
That's my mm. thoughts on the movie Focus. Mm. Alice, you're rounding us out. What are you picking? I'm picking. It's not. It's definitely not um, buried or anything like that. But that's okay because this is a spinoff. Because today, today, the Baldur's Gate three came out on console on PS five, and yeah. I started playing it last night. So when I say today, I started playing it when it came out at two a.m. last night. And it's all I want to do now. <laughs> so sure. if yeah. you like Dungeons and Dragons, it's literally Dungeons and Dragons, but you don't have to have anyone else to play it. And yes, you can customize your character so much. <laughs> a little, maybe too much, some would say. It took me an hour and a half just to do the, the character customization. And that's not even counting like the class and then the subclasses and the, you know, race and the sub races. And I was like, oh my gosh, can I play the game already? And then I looked at my phone and it was almost 4 a.m. And I was like, oh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> so I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing uh, when I log off from here. And it's, it's a very, very enjoyable, you know, I mean, it's like everybody knows Baldur's Gate. If you if you like Dungeons and Dragons, if you like fantasy, if you like RPGs and turn-based. I mean, the thing is as well, you don't even have to do turn-based combat. You can pick the combat type. So if you like fantasy really and you want to play a new fantasy video game that'll probably suck hundreds of your hours, I highly mm-hmm. recommend. And now you can play it on the PlayStation, which is what I'm doing. And it's great. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, a game that I will maybe check out. 10 years after it's relevant. Um, I still it's haven't gotten so the Skyrim good, oh, Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, remember, you can ri- follow uh, Alice and Patrice at uh, some of the places they mentioned at the top of the show. I'm going to link their letterboxed in the episode description below, or at least I'll have the handles um, to letterbox at the top of their show um in the or in, sorry in the description um you can follow me on twitter letterbox threads whatever wherever i'm worth finding i'm schweit castle uh, if i'm not if you can't find it there then i'm not worth finding um on there well, i'm probably not worth finding anywhere but i'm not i'm not to be found anywhere that i'm not schweit castle the alcohol has seeped in <laughs> no it's Just no it's past and i'm getting to that like you know recovering from alcoholic yeah. stage where you're you know overly confident no underly confident anyway um quick reminder sip pop writers from the studio dna network you can uh check out other great shows studio dna.media and if you're interested in writing for sip you want to get in contact with the show send us questions of sport another b plot maybe email writers from sip and please don't forget to leave us a review at itunes or spotify if you're listening over that way Sifpop.com does not contone the drinking of alcohol under the age of 21 or above the recommended BAC, especially if you're driving. Uh, I don't know that it needed to be said, but I said it. Just in case. Uh, Cover the best. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. Just in case. Next week, Joe and I will be talking about two Green Lantern animated films, Green Lantern, Emerald Knights, and Beware My Powers. One of them is a Hal Jordan and one of them is a Jon Stewart. So I'm really excited um, to check out both of those, actually. And in two weeks, uh, Joseph and John will be joining me to talk about the producers and Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, which producers? So here's the deal. (laughs) I think when it was on my list, it was the bad one. Like is the one because it was one of those like I started with it. Um, I start I, I like I had it on like I started my Voodoo account. It was like pick five movies. I'm like, I've heard of the producers, so boom, that's one of them. Um, and so I haven't seen I don't think any of them that I started with unless I'd seen it before. Because one of them was like Big Trouble in Little China, and I still haven't seen it. Yeah. One of them was The Bodyguard, and I don't think Ouch. I want to see it. Like you know, like anyway. Um, 
I think I'm going to go ahead and probably make a call and we're going to watch the better one. The actual Mel Brooks one. Okay. I mean, I really like the Nathan Lane Matthew Broderick one. Like, I think it's really funny because Will Ferrell's in it. I like them together it. so much. Yeah. I like the cast yeah, on that one. so, I'm so funny. I laughed really so good hard together. during <laughs> I've seen it I'm so many times. With you know what, if that's the case, then I'm gonna con- see. So stay um, tuned. What the schedule says. <laughs> if there's not, if there's nothing in the schedule, then I'm just gonna say the one that I already own, and you know, we'll 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 move forward from mm-hmm. there. Is it in the schedule? Is it listed? Uh, it's not listed. So nope. You know, we're gonna whichever one I own. Okay. Um, that's the one it's gonna be. I think <laughs> it's I think it's the Matthew Broderick Nathan. I really I like. Think. I think they work. Like I think it's really good. Um. I never thought it was bad, and I've seen it. No, God, twenty times. I, probably I love the life. original, but I love the Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane together. So I'm sure much. it's one of those like compared to the original, mm. which no. Um, the producers, let's go. Yeah, the yeah the one I own is yeah is the math the nineteen mm. the 2005 one the Matthew yeah. Broderick thing. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna make it that one officially Ooh. here. I'm I gonna look tell forward them. to hearing it. Yeah, because that goes against the spirit of the show if I pick one that I hadn't known. You know. Yeah. So. Exactly. Thanks for clearing that up, Alice. (laughs) And once again, Alice was on to record a podcast for three hours. Uh, I know. know. The longest episodes are the one you're on. And you know what? I think that's a testament to how um, insightful you are and to how likable you are and all that stuff. So look, listen to me. Listen to me, Sip Pop writers. That is not your invitation to make (laughs) every episode three hours. Look, it's, you know why? It's because you have to travel so far to get to where I am. So we might as well make it worth it, even online. With with the time jump, actually, this this episode is negative 13 hours. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Anyway, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on, Alice. And Patrice, it was so nice having you on finally. So nice to meet you. Thank Um, you. It was a lot of fun. Good. Well, we will do it again. Um in the start of next year sometime Mm -hmm. um and um hopefully we'll have just as much fun in the meantime um stay tuned for next week's episodes and visit patreon do that